across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Talk Radio. Wow, when you come to work and you find out that one of your colleagues on air has been calling a woman in the news a slut. Unbelievable! We won't be calling anybody sluts tonight. We're here to celebrate. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Yesterday was kind of like the 4th of July. The way your face lit up the entire sky. Had to look away because it hurt my eyes. The way you hit me was a big surprise. Making any sense, but I felt okay. Ask you if it was my birthday. This kind of thing don't happen every day.
We nearly did the sh- Whoa! What the hell? What the hell is going on? We nearly did the show, guys, with my um, flying without a license. Do people say that anymore? You're flying without a license? That, that I don't think I've heard anybody say you're flying without a license um, for the last thirty years, and yet the show was nearly was nearly flying sans license. Good evening, dear listener, Ian Lee, Talk Radio oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Lots to talk about tonight. Bloody busy show. Uh, Alan, what kind of cake? Because I'm bored of Battenberg. Yeah. What kind of cake? Lemon drizzle. What kind of cake? Lemon drizzle. What kind of cake am I holding in my hand? A Bakewell tart. Nope. So it's not a Bakewell tart. Nope. Is it a lemon drizzle? Yes! Let me find the... Hang on, I've got um, the alarm that, that proves you're right. Are you mad? That means you've got a correct answer. Get this, Alan. Yeah? Someone... Here's, here's the rule of radio. I don't know if anyone remembers. In 1987, Mike Mendoza yeah. was sent, um, I think it was a Victoria sponge, right, from okay. a listener. He ate the Victoria sponge at the start of the show. Yeah. It was, la- you can ask him, this is a true story. It was laced with LSD. Oh, dear. Yeah. About an hour into the show... Yeah. Listeners started phoning up and saying, Mike, are you all right? Because kind of slurring your words a bit. And he went, yeah, yeah, yeah. An hour and a half into the show, he was convinced that people were climbing in through the air vents. What? Two hours and seven minutes and 36 seconds into the show, they took him off air because he was tripping his nuts off. Oh dear. He was convinced that he could um, he could not only fire lasers from his fingers but that we were all connected by one word. A word which cannot be pronounced, spoken or written. But he could see the word and once he'd seen the word he had ultimate knowledge that all human beings were psychically linked by their spirits and their souls. I can be talking to David Ike again. Imagine trying to get that concept across on a phone-in show in the mid-80s. That is mad. It's what LSD will do to you, Alan. Here's a warning for you, kids. Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs, kids. Now, here's the thing. Don't do drugs. 0844-499-1000. And also... Oh, mate, no wonder... I'm a bit off mic. That's why. There we go. That's, now I sound better. Also... Don't eat food sent in to you by listeners. Now... I would send it to the lab gay process. A gay process? You know, no, get it process. Get it. No, check for any hidden drugs and all that. Not even worth doing that. Chuck it straight in the bin. And there is is an even stricter rule, right? Yeah. Never eat something... That was sent in by a listener anonymously. Imagine, oh imagine someone sends you a homemade cake, right? Yeah. And it was baked on the 16th of October, uh, 2016. Look at that writing, people on Periscope. That's the writing of so a psychopath. Was on Sunday. Uh, yeah, okay. Sh- well, okay. And 
They didn't include a letter. They didn't include a bit of paper with their name on it. As someone said on Twitter, the drizzle is probably spunk. Now! It could be ISIS attacking. It could be ISIS attacking! I, whoever sent this, have the, have the decency, have the balls to call in and say, yes, I sent you in that spunky cake, Ian. You know the number? I wait for 4499-1000. We call you back. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. Um, so someone sent me in a cake. This cake is never going to be eaten. <laughs> and I'm, you know, I hope it doesn't sound cold and cruel because this is a show of celebration, guys. There'll be no slut shaming here. It's a show of celebration, but I won't be eating that cake. All right. Well, you should keep it as evidence if there's a police investigation. Well, there won't be a police investigation because no one's going to eat it. And so no one will die. That's good. That's good. Alan, can I ask you a personal question? Sure, mate. Do you have a life outside of talk radio? Yes, I do. Beautiful. What have you called in for this evening? Because on the previous night with Mr Gould and Mr Gould... Yes? I won the Tuesday quiz again. Oh, fuck. I I think you're the only person that calls in for the Tuesday quiz. Kath, can I get your lead for the um, thing, please? I think you're the only person that calls in for the Tuesday quiz. Would Would that be accurate? Most weeks, I do call in every Tuesday quiz, but they call me back when it's near the time for the quiz. Okay, well, I've asked you if you have a life outside of the station, and you're telling me a story about the station, yes. Most weeks I don't win. Right. But very well I do win. Right. And it was, I had to answer a question about Ken Barlow. Alan, and I'm sure it was wonderful listening on their show, but we're on my show now, so thank you very much indeed. Thanks, Catherine's giving me a lead. Oh, wait, for, I'll, I'll be following this later. Oh, no, it's a lead for the old uh, computer. Oh, wait, 444991000 is the telephone number. Um, if you did make the cake, thank you. It's not going to get eaten. I do have a very, very strict rule. Um, I, I do not eat food from listeners, and particularly, particularly, especially if it is sent in anonymously. It's, it's, not, it's just... It's just not going to happen because I value my life and I certainly value my guts too much. Um, 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number. Lots to talk about. We're debating whether we're going to play the John Lydon interview tonight or we might play it tomorrow or we might play the day after. I don't know. We, I mean, we, I don't, it doesn't feel to me like a Tuesday kind of interview. It feels like a Wednesday, Thursday kind of interview. That's what it feels like to me, a Wednesday, Thursday kind of interview. Um, so maybe we might play it tonight. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Um, oh, we've got Melanie, haven't we? Melanie could be a Tuesday kind of interview. Anyway, we've got plenty of interviews for you. Um, 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number. I'll tell you what, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll start the show properly. Late night, Ian Lee. On air and after On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Michael's unhappy. He's uh, texted 87222, 25 pence. Plus your normal set. Michael says, Ian, you're so ungrateful. Do you realise the effort I went in just to produce the main ingredient for that lemon jizzle cake? 
0844-499-1000. Uh, yeah, we'll play Melanie tonight. We'll play Melanie out this evening. We'll, we'll, we'll end the show with Melanie because it's a cracking interview. Uh, that we did a couple of weeks ago. Um, lots of new people listening. Lots of new people listening via the podcast. Two podcasts went up this evening. Monday's Best Of, and also Film Ring with uh, Will Allen, the director of the film Holy Hell. I am here simply to serve you. Um, lots of new listeners, lots of new periscopers, lots of... Yeah, so let me just set the stall out a little bit before we crack on with the show. Um... If you're used to listening to phone-in radio and late-night phone-in radio, um, you'll be aware that generally the host will come on and we'll, we'll have a series of things to talk about um, that have been in the papers, probably the migrants and Brexit and Cliff Richard. Um, we can talk about those things, but that's not how this show is set up. I'm going to just sit here and I'm going to talk to you and to my team about stuff that's happened to me today and stuff that might be happening to me later in the week and um, a few stories that I've picked out of the paper. And you are welcome, dear listener uh, and dear Periscoper, to call in at any moment about anything. And it can be something that I have um, I've spoken about that you want to join in with. Or it could be something you've spotted in the papers or something that's happened to you. Um, And that's it. Really, there is no agenda. There is no... um, Adnando, sorry. So I'm a little bit windy, Pops. That peri-peri, huh? That peri-peri. So there is no agenda. There's no kind of set thing. There's, There's nothing that's off limits. Everything is up for grabs. The only... The rules are the rules of broadcasting, and that is you can't swear and you can't be libelous. That's it. That's it. Anything else um, goes, really. I, I, I do want to talk a little bit about Cliff later on, because I'm fascinated by this whole story. And I think I've worked out what my position is on the Cliff Richard story. I think I've worked it out. We were talking about this yesterday, right? And... um you know, Cliff got to go and speak to Parliament about how uh, people accused of um, sex crimes should remain anonymous. And I've got, I've got, I've worked out my current thinking on what I st- where I stand on this. But my thinking keeps changing a little bit. So um, it, it, you know, I'm a work in progress, guys. We're works in progress. So my thinking today may not be my thinking. By the end of the show, if you phone in and tell me, um, 0844-499-1000. So here's the thing, right? I don't think that um, people accused of sex crimes should be anonymous. I don't think they should. And I'll tell you for why, right? I'll tell you for why. Um, he wasn't accused. I know he's and, and Cliff wasn't charged and there was no arrest or anything like that. Right. And, and, and that's the thing. But um, if if people go to the police and report a sex crime, of course it has to be investigated, right? Of course it has to be investigated, okay? Um, Did the police handle the Cliff Richard thing? Well, well, they tipped off the BBC, so that was perhaps not appropriate. Um, 
did the BBC handle it well? Well, they knew there was a story going on, and so they went and followed it. The helicopters may be a bit much. I don't know, right? But I think it was right that we knew that the police had um, uh, uh, had cause to go and search Cliff Richard's property. Now, here's where I think... No, I don't think they should wait until they're charged. I don't think they should wait until they're charged at all. But here is where I think the problem is that there should be a maximum amount of time that the police have to press charges. Because with Paul Gambaccini, it was something like 18 months before they went, nah, we're not going to do anything. right? And that's a, that's a long time. And I think it was longer with Cliff, wasn't it? Like 20 or 22 months, right, before the, the police and the Crown Prosecution Service said, nah, I don't think we're going to do anything with this. And that is where the problem is. The problem is that for two years, that's where the problem is, that's where one of the many problems are, and it's a very complicated thing, right? Um, for two years, God, we're getting off on a heavy thing. I wanted to talk about me having useless tickets for Yusuf Islam. We'll get to that in a second. For two years, your life is in limbo, and one is unable to work, and 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 one is you know uh, is under a cloud of suspicion, and um you know obviously it's depressing and it's upsetting and it's stressful and it's anxiety inducing and, and worrying for your family and all around that. But I think that person has to be named. I think that person has to be um in the public domain. But. The police need to pull their finger out, and the CPS, the Crown Prosecution, needs to pull. Crown Prosecution Service needs to pull their finger out and act a lot quicker. That, for me, is where. And the reason I've come to this is because if you read Paul Gabaccini's book, he talks about how he keeps getting messages from his solicitor saying, "Right, well, the police are going to get in touch with us a, a week Thursday, and then we're going to know where they are with it." And generally, what would happen that week Thursday is the police would say, "We've not made any decision yet," and then it will go on for another month, and then they'd say, "Yeah, we've not made any decision yet," and it will go on and on and on. I think for Paul Gambaccini, it was about eighteen months, maybe just under. Um, and that's the thing; they could have worked quicker in cases where it's clear, right? The the people that have come forward, their stories perhaps don't quite withstand um, significant probing. And loads of new people haven't come forward to say, oh, yeah, I'm glad that that, um, that pop star's in the papers because, yeah, he raped me in the 80s, right? Those people don't come forward. The evidence, after questioning witnesses and people around, it doesn't stand up. Then surely you could act a lot quicker on it can't you and decide and present that to the cps and they will go yeah well there's obviously there's nothing here this has been in the public domain for three months no one's come forward um so yeah there's no case to pursue is that does that make sense i think that makes sense and as horrible as it may be because someone could come forward and say that i rate them you know someone could come forward and say that i rate them or or, you know or or i touched them when they were a kiddie and stuff like that now that hasn't happened but um, they could do that, and I would have to put everything on hold, and I don't know how I'd survive, I don't know, I wouldn't be working here, everything would be put on hold for, uh, but if everything was put on hold for three months, four months, financially I could take that hit, just about, um, stress-wise, four months, I think I could take that hit, um, I mean, it would still be horrendous and it would still be 
destructive and it would still have an incredible impact on my family and, and those around me and my colleagues and, you know, you know, that thing, that the, the suspicion, right? But if it was three to four months, you know, if it was, if it was th- a third of a year as opposed to a year and a half to two years, that is significantly less damaging, isn't it? Isn't it? Now, have I just solved... The whole, I think, I think, guys, Oh wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand. I know I'm coming in a little bit heavy at the start of the show, which we don't normally do. But I think I've just solved the dilemma about do we name people who are accused of sex crimes? Yeah, we do. But we speed up the whole process so that it's three, four months. So that the, the, the team of police go in there and they investigate it and they... Uh, again, you read Paul Gambaccini's book and, you know, some witnesses weren't interviewed for like a year. A year! You know, character witnesses and people who... I, th- I think... I may have got this wrong. Gambaccini shared an apartment with someone or shared... It was like a shared house he lived in. And other people that lived in the house weren't interviewed for like nine months and you kind of think, well... You'd go to them straight away, wouldn't you? And three months seems a good enough, a good length of time for it to be out in the public domain so that um, people at home could see it on the telly and see it on the news. I think it was important that the Cliff Richard bust was on the news because... Had there been other witnesses, uh, 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 other victims, there weren't any, of course, I keep stressing this in case anyone is mishearing me. You know, Cliff Richard has been found guilty of nothing and has not been accused or charged or anything. But had there been people sat at home and they saw that big profile helicopter busting when the police raiding his um, his house and all of this stuff, um, they might have then come forward. And the thing, the, the weirdest thing to come out of the whole Cliff Richard debacle is... Um, didn't that apartment look horrible? His apartment looked really horrible that he lived in. I know he's got houses all around the world. But didn't that um, apartment look appalling? Um, people are arguing with me on, on Periscope. That's brilliant. Um, but it would be better if you phoned in. Um, if you phoned in. It, you know, because um, I, I'm not going to sit here and read out all your Periscope messages. And I won't read out too many tweets and stuff because it is a phoning show. So if you want to disagree, and some of you are disagreeing very aggressively on there, that's beautiful. Of course you can disagree. You're wrong. I, I've I've been thinking about this a lot today. I'm absolutely right. I've I've solved it. I've solved the problem. Um, but do call in 0844 499 1000. Um, we call you back, you see, and that's how it works. It's a phoning show. 0844 499 I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. And I don't think Cliff Richard should have been um, invited into the Houses of Parliament to um, talk about anonymity. Um, it, it's happened because he's Sir Cliff Richard. Is he a sir? I keep calling him sir, he is. He's Sir Cliff Richard. And I just kind of think that I do believe there is a VIP paedophile network. Too strong a word. I don't you know, but I do believe that there are 
paedophiles working in government, working in parliament. I believe there are, uh, uh, you know, serving MPs who are paedophiles and certainly in the House of Lords. And I do believe that these people will use Cliff Richard as a poster boy. Son, you'll be a poster boy. Um, They'll just use it as some way to kind of work in their favour and their nefarious favour. And by the way, why is Cliff Richard, right, a man who's done nothing, right, on the front pages of all the papers when the actual inquiry into VIP paedophiles that was set up by Theresa May, God knows when, is in complete disarray? Why is that not a more important story? The fact that loads of victims of child abuse are still waiting to have an inquiry started that will investigate how abuse was was taken was covered was covered up and was acted out and all of that why is that not a bigger story than cliff richard do you see what i mean it just feels weighted wrong cliff richard is a bigger story than the fact that that the inquiry set up by theresa may is onto is it is its fourth chair now i think how long is she gonna last I heard her at the new chair, and I don't know her name. It's either the fourth or the fifth. I think it's the fourth. On the radio today. And um, I thought, yeah, she sounds quite convincing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, oh, hang on. They've all sounded convincing, then they've all jogged on. It's almost as if, guys, (laughs) it's almost as if somebody doesn't want the inquiry into child abuse to go ahead. Hmm. Mm, do you know what I mean? Jelly bean? It's almost as if some people in power would rather that thing just kept going on and on and on and didn't reach a conclusion. Wowzers. Huh? 0844 Uh Chris is on the line. Evening, Chris. Evening, Ian. How are you? I'm good, thank you, Chris. What you got for us? I have to say, on the old anonymity thing, I couldn't disagree with you more. Tell me why, Chris. Um, well... I- why do I disagree? I, I, I just think that if, if anonymity is going to work one way, it's got to work both ways. Well, no, or, hang on. Not at all. No, no, no. Hang on a second. You're equating the anonymity with someone who's claiming they were abused as a child with the anonymity of someone who may have, have um, per- per- perpetrated that crime, yeah? I just think in, in, situa- in, in situations where reputation could be absolutely damned for life, that until there is sufficient evidence to charge... You just don't name them. Okay. At all. Well, then, how? But what if there are more victims? Um, one would encourage any victim to come forward. But it's not as easy as that, Chris. If you're, you know, if you're a victim of, of child abuse, even if it was forty years ago, it's very, very hard to come for, to come forward. Um, but if you saw that the pop star that raped you in the eighties is being investigated again, we're, we're not talking about Cliff Richard. But if you saw that the pop star that raped you in the eighties is being investigated by the police for accusations of rape in the eighties, that would um, potentially give people the courage to come forward. Strength so in what, numbers. What is it that pushed the first person to come forward? Oh, I don't know, Chris. How, how am I supposed to know that? Maybe they, maybe they just couldn't take the pain of uh, and the shame of what happened to them anymore. Well, I, I just, I just cannot. I mean, I think 
Well, you've not told me why. Act, acted atrociously in this matter. I think the police... Well, no, we're not talking about the BBC. We're not talking no, about the police. No, they're different. No, they're, they did. no, they're different things. We're talking about the uh, about anonymity. And, um, you know, you, it could be arguable... Well, hang on a minute. Savile raped hundreds of children. Why didn't all those lazy gits come out and talk about it? Shame on them. I don't know. I can't answer that. Well, no, exactly. You can't, because I'll tell you why they didn't come out. Because uh, the ones that did were told to shut up, were told to um, ignore it, were told to forget it, were told they imagined it, and the rest were crippled by shame. But the cult- I mean, the several thing was all to do with the culture. I mean, you know, the guy no, even passes to hospitals. And, well, that's, and, but, that's, but that's irrelevant. We're talking about victims. We're talking about victims coming forward. I, I, you know, I, I cannot help but feel sorry for Cliff Richard and... Yeah, I feel sorry I, for Cliff Richard. As unpopular as this is going to be, you know, you, you've, got, you've got the... In the Chet Evans case, and, and, and um, it, won't, it won't be libelous, but, you know, there's big things in, on, on Twitter that this girl, the... Um, the, the oh, don't tell me you think she's... Don't tell me you think she's a slut as well, like, one, like the idiot who works here in the mornings... Well, the complainant's got thirteen, you know, uh, so some GoFunding. Yeah, there's um, a GoFund. There's a GoFund page. Thousand pounds. Yep. And I'm thinking. Do you know how much of that is going to her? I've got no idea. No, of course you don't, because you've not. You've just you've just seen a big number and you've gone, oh, that's outrageous. I don't understand why anything's been set up for in the first place. Well, you don't even know how much of it is going to her. I do, because I read about it. I looked into it. I don't understand why they've set up a page for in the first place. Well, you don't even know how much is going to her. Well, no one's saying that Chet Evans is, you know, is, is a martyr or is someone we should set our. But why are you upset? Aside. Why are you upset that a young woman whose whose life has been destroyed and people are naming her on Twitter and, and um, gobby radio hosts trying to make a name for themselves are calling her a slut? Why are you upset that some people have decided to donate some of that sum uh, to her? Because there are some people who uh, are still sort of pillaring. Um, uh, Chad Evans. Um, no, Chad Evans has been Ed found Ed not guilty. He's been found not guilty. Pardon? He, Chad Evans has been found not guilty. Yeah, but he, he's, he's still been lambasted through the popular press, and he's a man who's been found not but, guilty. But what's that got to do with, with a, a GoFundMe f- page being set up where some of the money, and again, you've not looked into it, you've, you, you're just reading the headlines, where some of the money is going to the young woman whose life is being destroyed? destroyed because she engaged in something probably knowingly. Well, you d- you don't know that, do you, though, Chris? No, but I... But, She's been know, shamed? I, I, have, I have to put my faith in the in the judicial system. Oh, hang on a second. Are you putting your faith in the judicial system now or the first time when Chad Evans was found guilty? So, we, which, so it, you, you know, they're, they're, it's, it's not black and white, is it? I, I, I go with what with you go with the, go you go with the last in, in you go with the last court. one. Pardon? You go, you, you're going with you go with the last court decision. You, you, so you, the Chad yeah, Evans right. case is a case in point proving that it gets it wrong sometimes. No, I, I, I speak I speak actually as someone who um, actually was 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 um, involved in a a, um, uh, a criminal investigation for some seventeen months. And I know the effect that it has. What happened to you? Well, it was... I'm not trying to compare things at all, but, you know, it, it was allegations of fraud um, that were made against me. Yeah. And after 17 months, two Crown Court trials, um, the second Crown Court trial lasted 57 minutes, 
because the prosecution offered no evidence. Okay, well then that's that that's that's terrible, and that should have been sorted out much quicker. But that's what I that's what I was saying, Chris. Maybe you didn't hear me. No, that, I did. Okay, well then three months thing. Yeah, well then then you you'd agree with that. I just don't think any, they should be named until they've been charged. It's just, it's just an investigation. But if, if, if they... Investigations if, can take place yes, without having to name the person involved. But if they don't name that person, right, there is a chance that they may not be able to get enough evidence to support that crime. People, there may not be enough... The strength of the one person that's come forward may not be enough to get that person charged. But if we know the name of that person, Stuart Hall... Stuart Hall probably wouldn't be in prison unless he'd been named before he was charged. Probably, or, or certainly. Are we saying this as a statement of fact? No, we're saying, well, well no, we can't deal with it because it's a fantasy, fantasy situation, Chris, as you well know. We are saying uh, probably. Uh, it's not a case that I know enough about to comment. Well, it's a case that I'm telling you about. You know Stuart Hall. He got yeah, sent yeah, to prison. He got sent to prison for being a nonce, right? But he was famously one person came forward to him. Uh, one person came forward and accused him. When he was named, then loads more people came out of the woodwork. If it happened 20, 30, 40 years ago, one's one person's word isn't going to be strong enough. But if two, three, four, five more people come out and they're able to, I don't know, describe a certain kink that person has or maybe a, a, a blemish they have on their genitals or maybe a certain word they said when they were penetrating them, then that would be much stronger evidence. But is that, but that surely is the case of the, um, you know, again, going, going back and using Saffle as a comparison here, your situation where, um, you know, People just, you know, gave him um, carte blanche. Mostly. But, but that you're, that's almost like I don't understand why you're saying that. You, it's like you're justifying the fact that he got away with it. No, no. Well, what's not, the carte blanche got to do with it? I know, I'm not justifying it at all. Um, you know, there's a there's a reason why the guy wasn't. There's got a reason why the guy wasn't believed. I find it diffi- I find it difficult to believe. And you know, you've been involved in in, in media for for years, Ian. You know, I find it. It's very difficult to believe that the BBC can honestly put their hands up and say, we knew nothing. Well, I don't know. I can't speak for the BBC. But here's the thing, Chris, right? There were rumours. When we played the John Lydon interview, he heard rumours in the school playground. There were rumours for years about um, Jimmy Savile, yeah? Rumours. Not just in TV, outside of TV. There were rumours, Okay. There's been loads of rumours about Cliff Richard. Now, obviously, these are just rumours and they're made up. But if you go online... And you type in Cliff Richard and all you know, sex crime, loads of stuff will come up. Again, it's all untrue, right? But loads of stuff will come up. So what are we supposed to do? Am I supposed to go to the police and show them all these websites with all these rumours on? I don't know. I mean, I remember several years ago, was it John Leslie, wasn't it? Was it John, Ulrika Johnson? John Leslie was... Everyone, I mean, people in the media were saying they knew the name that was being banded around. Yeah, people and knew the name Matthew, that was... The, the, right, on his, on his Channel 5 show yes, or whatever. Yes, yes. And John right. Leslie, of course, not found guilty of anything. Yeah. But so I'm what's sure, your point? But I'm sure if we, I'm sure if we go on to Wikipedia um, and we look under John Leslie, there will be some reference to it. Should we have a look? I don't know. Yeah, sure. I, I'm guessing. Let's have a look. If it is, it'll just say he was. Uh, quite, it, he wasn't found guilty. It's John Leslie. 
I think we all should apologise to John Leslie and, um, hang on, where is he? John Leslie, TV presenter. Let's have a look. Um, oh, yeah, chapter, paragraph four, rape and assault allegations. Yeah, there's a few paragraphs about him. Um, no charges were brought. He said he contemplated suicide. Poor bloke. Why were we looking at that? It's not, you know, Cliff Richard's career will not be ruined. I think it'll be forever tainted. No, it won't. Yeah, it will. No, it won't. It's Cliff Richard. No, it won't be tainted. He was still doing concerts. You watch. Here's the thing. Cliff Richard's going to become a hero now. He's going to become a hero for the downtrodden. If if it won't be tainted, the the suggestion is, then, Ian, that in five years' time, it it won't be something we associate or or remember him by. Well, it won't be. I guarantee. I guarantee. uh, Cliff Richard has ridden the storm out already. He's styled it out. Totally. I'm sure he would much rather not have had the last two yes, years. Yes, of course. And I would rather he'd not have had the last two years. I would rather he was named when they um, uh, they first investigated it and that they completed their investigations after four months maximum. Okay. So that any other, so that any other uh, people who, um, uh, who who felt aggrieved, as in um, the Stuart Hall case, as in the Rolf Harris case, could do that. You remember, the, the, like the first couple of people came out about Jimmy Savile after he died. There was a documentary on ITV by a bloke called Mark something. And the first couple of people came out, right, and we all went, "Oh my God!" There's two or three people that were raped by Jimmy Savile. This is awful. Within a week, there were about a hundred. Within six months, there were hundreds of people because they felt safe. They felt strong in numbers. They felt they were able to say something because at last they were going to be believed because others had come out before them. I think it's the the difference between everybody, every other case in Savile was that he was dead at the time. Right. So what does that mean? Well, we're on a. We're not, in terms of Cliff Richard, it's, it's his ongoing career. So, we, so hang on, we wait until these people. We're on we, about a legacy. We wait until these people are dead before we investigate accusations of, of, of no, sex I think crime against if, them. No, I think the comparison's going to be made. You're making. The comparison's been made to Jimmy Savile. Yeah. And, um, you know, let's not forget that he wasn't alive. Okay, Stuart Hall, Rolf Harris. Pardon? Stuart Hall, Rolf Harris, Gary Glitter. You know, they've all... Uh, Jonathan King. They, <laughs> I can keep on naming people who are still alive. Yeah, and, and uh, you know... I, but I, they, I, it doesn't sit comfortably with you because it, you want to keep going back to Savile. I don't think I want to go keep going back to Savile at all, but he, he's the one that, who undoubtedly started all this off. What do you mean, started it all well, this off? It, it, it's, his, it's his case, was it? Uh, was it U-tree, Operation U-Tree, was it? Well, no, uh, Glitter was was um, found guilty before then of, of uh, various sex crimes. That was a long... Yeah, I mean, that's going back... Oh, so, hang on, time. I'm confused. Sorry, so uh, if it happened before Savile, that doesn't fit in with your argument, so we're ignoring that? No, I just don't know why, why you're setting arbitrary four months. I mean... Well, it, <laughs> so that it's done quicker, because they could do all the work quicker, so that it's... All right, well, what, what do you want to set? Three months? Five months? What What, what do you want to set? I, I don't know. I, I just, I just think that you know, naming these people um, is, is is just wrong. 
I, I, and you've, yet, you've not been able to tell me why. My belief that naming them, yeah. naming and shaming people, or, uh, you know, sh- shaming somebody who's done nothing. And yet you've not been able to tell me why. Well, I, be- I believe in the, in the presumption of innocence until pr- proven guilty beyond all reasonable doubt. Yeah. Call, call me old-fashioned, then. No, no, not old-fashioned. I think naive. I'd call you naive, um, but I wouldn't call you old-fashioned. I'm not sure it is naive. No, it is. There it has is. to be some premise on which we have a judicial system. But, but, no, one's, but no, one's, no one said Cliff Richard was guilty. No one said Paul Gambaccini was guilty. No, they may have felt that guilt, and that's why I think these things should be sorted out much quicker. But again, you, you're, ignoring, you're ignoring the evidence that proves naming people helps more victims come forward and helps secure a prosecution. You're ignoring the evidence. I, 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 I'm not... Just not convinced by the argument. I can give you the evidence again, but I, I, I suspect it will fall on deaf ears and you'll brush it away again. I'm not brushing it away. Well, you're ignoring it. You're ignoring. You're ignoring. It. You're ignoring. I, 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 off the top of my head, I can think of four examples where naming someone before they were charged helped more people come forward, helped strengthen the court case, and helps get someone sent to prison. It's clearly something that we're going to have a difference of opinion on, and I'm fine with that, Ian. No, I'm just waiting for you. I was just hoping that you might be able to explain your argument, apart from just saying that, you, you know, you consider yourself to be old-fashioned. And you can't do that, and that's fine, and that's fine. Um, I can explain my argument. And it's interesting that you're only prepared to think about it from the accused's point of view and not the victim's point of view. Um... Am I? Yeah, um, yeah, you are. Well, in in, in, situ- in situations, uh, I, I guess because the, you know, for me, my, my my thoughts in this really have been sort of, um, you, you know, come to the fore um, as a result of the whole Chet Evans thing. And I have to say, you know, who is the who is the victim in this? I'm well, I, not, no one comes I out of it particularly believe, well. I, tell you... I don't believe the woman was. Well, well, uh, what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to call that woman a slut like some other person who works at this radio station does. I'm certainly not going to shame her. Her life has been destroyed. Um, I, I think, uh, yeah, OK, Chad Evans has been found not guilty of rape. I think the way that court case proceeded was a disgrace by bringing out uh, other sexual partners. I think that's, that's going to well, put... Well, sexual history and the fact is that they were... Sexual history is irrelevant. I think, bringing out someone's, I think bringing out someone's sexual history um, in, a, in a rape case, I think that's outrageous, an outrageous thing to do. What's that? What, who, what, the, the, the manner in which I choose to have sexual intercourse with one, two, five, twenty-five other people People is is irrelevant. But wasn't it clear that there were similarities in the things that she wanted? I'm really. Do you know what? I'm really. I'm, I'm really uncomfortable going down this route where we're acute, where we're pointing the finger at this woman. And so I'm going to. I'm going to stop it there, Chris. But I appreciate you calling in. No worries. You take care. Thank you very much. Cheers, mate. Um, there you go. That was a robust discussion. Thank you, Chris. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. We, I, I, again, I, I was so surprised, not surprised, disappointed that you get all these renter gobs on a stick um, who think it's, it's brilliant to come out and call the woman involved in the Ched Evans case a slut. Imagine going on national radio and doing that. I mean, really, whatever you think to do that and then to go on Twitter and defend that stance. That, to me, is just outrageous. 
Uh, thank you, Chris. Quite a heavy start to the show, wasn't it? Oh, wait, 444991000. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late Night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Ah, dear. Well, it's a heavy start to the show, but I don't mind. I, I, as I was saying as we launched into that, and thank you, it was Chris, wasn't it, the last call? Thank you, Chris. I, I, I appreciate that. And it just shows that all sorts listen to this show. Um, the show kind of goes all over the place and we, we can do the heavy and we can do the light and we can do whatever and we will have a laugh during the rest of the show don't worry guys i know what i'm doing well i've got some good news about a potential guest as well someone's just messaged me which is very exciting i'll tell you more after 11 let us go to Stephen. good evening Stephen. hello mate hello mate what you hip, got hip, hip. hip 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 what kind of cake um victoria sponge with a big fat one. Oh! <laughs> Double cream. Yes, sir. Double cream. Um, yeah, lightening the mood. Yes, sir. Have you heard a bit of a game of yourself? Yes. Have you seen the virtual reality what's come out today? For the for the PlayStation? Yeah, and the PC previously. We were supposed to have a go on it the other day. Unbelievable. We didn't get to it. We, we, we couldn't be bothered. Um, is, is it good? Uh, I, I was a big sceptic. I yes. really, really doubted it, but... Oh my god! Unbelievable. Well, like, so is th- 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 what are you playing it on? PlayStation? No, on PC okay. with the uh, Vive. And yeah. is, then is it, these are the, the like the goggles where you can look around and you see all around you and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got like two handsets and Whoa. things in your hand. It's a Wii, that sort of thing. Whoa. Unbelievable. Ah! But gets get, gets worse. Go on. Virtual reality pornography. Well, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Women have got to watch out. Women have got to watch out. out. Not when you're around, I guess. (laughs) Oh, mate. Yeah, I tell you. Taking over this stuff, I reckon. Hang on a second. Right. So, but first of all, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll discuss the adult points about it shortly, Mm. although I feel slightly uncomfortable going from that last conversation to talking about virtual reality pornography. But we'll deal with that. There are clunky gear changes and then there are, you know, there's missing a gear. But, um,. So, uh, it's, it's really expensive, isn't it? The PlayStation one's about 500 quid. Yeah, yeah, about that. So, they're not cheap. So, I'm going to wait for three years until they come down to 150. Um, yeah, and, and the, I wouldn't buy I'd play it at a mate's house. I wouldn't buy one. Pornography to one side. What games can you play on it? I only played the tester game. It was There we go, you see. You, you can't really do loads. This is, this is the thing that will happen. Do you remember 3D? televisions and 3d gaming do you know what i hated 3d yeah 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 um and but they brought it out that you could the, you could get it for sky and you could get um, games on the playstation wipeout was in 3d and um, um let me think of the other games oh yeah they jacked it in because no one went for it and i've got a feeling Stephen, this mate, is exactly the you. same thing no one's gonna go mate, for no, it mate i totally agree with you i was a total skeptic until i tried it well, is, but you do. You've not played a game. All you've done yeah, is look no, at boobies. Games, yeah, no, I've played the. There's not many games out yet. I've played the sort of. They've got testers almost. You know, different yes. types, visual things, shooting zombie games, and basic at the moment. Yeah, and that's as far as it will go. Uh, I, 
That's what I thought. Speak to me. I tell you what. What's the date today? Is it October the eighteenth or something like that? Right, October the eighteenth, twenty seventeen. Stephen, would you give me a call, and we can laugh together about how we both got a little bit excited about those virtual reality you know, um, things yeah. that never took off. I do. I'm just. I was totally the same when I've seen 3D the first until I actually tried this one. I was the PlayStation one's not as good apparently, but on PC it's supposed to be amazing. And it's about seven hundred quid. I think exactly, exactly. Stephen, thank you very much for that. Um, I got a feeling. I got a feeling. That it's, it is going to be one of those things that ain't going to take off. It simply isn't going to happen. Says the man who backed um, uh, Betamax. Let's, let's see all the, the wrong horses I backed in my life. Um, Betamax. Uh, the Dreamcast. Um, oh, there'll be some other things as well. I, I didn't get into laser discs. Although, um, I, I'm kind of tempted. A mini disc? Yeah, I had a mini disc recorder. Um, see, and, and, and now I'm thinking, well, mini discs and Dreamcast and Betamax are obviously all brilliant. Everybody, um, everybody else was wrong. But 3D TV, I remember 3D TV was the first time I went, yeah, this ain't gonna happen. <laughs> this ain't gonna happen. And they still kind of trot out kids films in 3d and it's kind of cute with the kids we went and saw storks the other day oh wait four 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 nine nine one thousand by the way we went and saw storks the other day and it's kind of cool when you know something fires out and you'll see a load of kids try and reach out and grab it that's quite cool um but as an adult i wouldn't pay money to go and see a 3d movie waste of money they're like about eight quid more expensive 3D TVs, all these people buying their 3D TVs and up- upgrading their Skybox to Sky 3D, and oh, it was great. And yet, at the moment, we're only pl- showing the tennis and the rugby in 3D. But you wait, guys, you wait till we start getting some 3D movies. Oh, we've stopped it. We've stopped it because it was a load of old rubbish. That's what it was. A load of old rubbish, guys. And they'll keep coming up with new ways of uh, uh, getting extra money out of us to go and see movies and play video games. When all we want to do with with games, all we want to do is we want to sit back in a chair and that. And that's it. The two thumbs and maybe the Peter Pointers. That's it. That's all we want to do. That's all, that's it. That's all we want to do. That's gaming for me. That's it. The best game, of course. The best game in the world. And I've really been getting into it because my boys have rediscovered it. Pac-Man. How many buttons did Pac-Man have? Anyone? Kath, how many buttons did Pac-Man have? One. How many buttons did Pac-Man have, Ed? Four. Didn't have any buttons. You didn't have any buttons. You had a stick. That was it. No buttons. And it's weird. You go to, you play it on a Pac-Man cab. You get the cabinet. And you kind of, you, 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 your left hand is like, feels like it should be doing something. Feels like it should be doing something. There's no button. Beautiful. It's 
what it's all about. Um, gosh, what a strange first hour to the show, but uh, just, it goes to show that this show can be about anything. Um, later on tonight, we'll play the interview I recorded a couple of weeks ago with Melanie. Um, and when we come back, I've, I'm exchanging tweets with someone. I'm hoping I can persuade to come on the show. I'll play you one of her songs um, when we come back. Uh, you can give us a call as well if you want. 0844 499 1000. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio. For those about to talk, we salute you. Talk Radio. I'm fascinated with this Max Spears story. You aware of this? Or We'll talk a bit about it after 11. I'm just emailing someone who may have some information about it. See if I can persuade him to come on the show. 0844 499 1000. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Hayden, who is playing in London. It turns out, by pure coincidence, we played her the other day, she's playing in London on uh, Saturday, November the 19th. Um, and someone tweeted her saying, oh, I've just heard you on Ian Lee's show. Brilliant. And she retweeted it. And it kind of got me thinking. Um, so I tweeted her saying, you don't fancy coming on my show, do you? And she's replied with her, um, I guess, her musical partner saying, that sounds like fun. So, fingers crossed, we'll get Petra Hayden on the show one night. That would be awesome. She did a whole... And it's not quite as as, as, as no, perfect... 
it's not quite as slick as that God only knows, but she did the whole of an album by The Who called The Who Sells Out, which is quite an obscure Who album. Acapulco. The whole Who album. I might play I Can See for Miles a bit later on. It's, it's, just, it's just wonderful. She did it, I think, because someone challenged her to do it. She does other music as well and, and, and does stuff with instruments and, and things as well. Um, but hopefully she's going to come on the show. Here's another person who might come on the show. I keep meaning to message her and I keep forgetting. Tony Basil. Hey, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. Hey, Mickey. Yeah, you see? She might be coming on the show. She's also a brilliant choreographer and dancer. And the reason she popped in my head is um, like a little video was going viral about three months ago, and it was, check out this 78-year-old woman as she shows a class of youngsters, a dance class, how to move. And it was Tony Basil, and I I may be doing her a slight disservice, maybe she's 72, Um, but she got up in front of all these um, kids and um, was doing some amazing dancing, and they were going, wow, this is great, oh my God, it's awesome! And I'm going, yes, Tony Basil, you know, she's a brilliant choreographer and a brilliant dancer. Um, so hopefully she's going to come on as well. I'm aware. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. We're playing Melanie today. I am aware that we tend to have um, blokes on as guests. I am aware of that. Um, and I'm not going to do a positive discrimination thing and um, start. You know, well, we must have fifty percent men and fifty percent women, and twenty five percent must be black. And I'm not, we're not going to do that. But it is in the back of my head that we mainly get blokes on to talk about blokey things, um, and, I'm, and I'm aware of that. And that's ticking over in my mind that uh, something to be aware of. But um, but I, we only get guests on really. Only um, the, the prerequisite to get a guest on is: Am I interested in them? Yes fine we'll talk to them am i interested in them no and we won't bother and that's it really you know we get the emails of hey such and such has got a new book out they'd be great for your show um and i don't really buy that if they if if, if it is someone you know that we want to talk to regardless of whether they had a book or a film um then yeah we'll get them on and they can come and talk about the book or the film but generally um we just go through like our itunes we and Kath go through our itunes and go, hey, what about this? What about this? Oh, wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand. Speaking of going through our iTunes, you may remember the other week, I booked some tickets. I booked a pair of tickets to go and see Yusuf Islam, a.k.a. Katsi Stevens. Cat Stevens playing a concert. And he's playing at the Shaftesbury Theatre, right? Which is like a small theatre. I don't know how many it holds. A thousand? Oh... But the tickets were £100 each. And I bought them because I like Cat Stevens a lot. Right. Uh, but as I didn't know what tickets were going to be. And I, I joined his fan club so you get, you get notice about the tickets before anybody else. And I went on. And I, I, as I was booking them, I was thinking, I don't know if I want to spend 200 quid on tickets. I don't know if I want to spend on two. Oh, I've just spent 200 quid on tickets. I just kind of did it. And... I had buyer's remorse. Yes, it's, it's true. I had buyer's remorse. Um, is there any cool air coming out of that fan? I, I think I can feel it. Just It's so hot. Is there any way we can ask those guys before to just, like, turn it down, like, 20 minutes before their show ends? Because an hour and eight minutes into the show and the studio is still boiling. Well, it's not It's not coming over here. That's the thing. It's not. It's not the, the fan's over there. It ain't coming over here. 
So I bought these tickets, 0844 499 for 200 uh, quid, pair of tickets, 100 quid each, right? And I thought nothing of it. A little bit of buyer's remorse. And then today I thought, oh, I don't think I've had my Cat Stevens tickets. Or maybe I have, and I've lost them. Oh, I don't know where there's Cat Stevens. Anyway, so I went on the email, and I typed in Yusuf, and um, it popped up, and it said, your tickets, this email is your ticket. Okay, This email is your ticket. You need to bring this email with you. And then I checked the date, because I wasn't sure what the date was. And I checked the date. I went, oh, bugger. I can't go. I'm doing um, a live show, either in St Albans or Luton. I can't remember. I'm doing one in Luton and one in St Albans. I'm also opening up for Barry and Angelos in in, um, Finchley on November the 12th, I think. Um, But it's on the 20th of November. And it's like, oh, no, I can't. I'm never going to sell these tickets full price. Never mind. I, I, I'm prepared to take a cut as long as someone, as long as someone can give me a few quid towards the tickets, and as long as someone gets to go, it's not a complete loss. And then I just started reading the email, and they've they've done that thing that they do with tickets now. They've made them. Um, I, I can't sell them on to come to the show. You need to bring this email. You need to bring the debit card that you booked the tickets with. And you need to bring photo ID. What? WTF? What? And I'm sat there thinking, oh, man. So I've got two tickets that cost me 200 quid. And I can't even, literally can't give them away. Because my initial thought was, oh, I'll give them to Kath. Kath can have them. You know, I, 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 you know, if I can't sell them online, I'll give them and she can go and see them. And then I read that. I thought, I can't do anything with them. I can't even give these 200 quid tickets for Yusuf Islam away. How the hell is that fair? And then Ticketmaster have got this thing called, um, they've got like a, a, a website where you can sort of, sort of sell tickets on, I think, right? Called Go, I don't even know what it's called now. I think it's got the word now in it and the word go in it, but that's all I know. And so I went on there thinking, all right, phew, really, just right at the bottom of the email, you can go on this website if you want to get rid of tickets. I thought, oh, okay, that's a relief. And I went on there and you've got to type in the, the show that you've got the tickets for that you want to sell. And so I typed in, it said, no, nothing. So I typed in Yusuf Islam. No, no show for this. Cat Stevens. No, no show. It's called in a cat's attic. I typed that in. No, no, no. And basically they've not, that show is not listing for resale tickets. I know first world problems, guys, but it seems in, uh, uh, has anyone else? Oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand, right? Has anybody else come across this where you've bought tickets? Maybe you've bought the tickets and you didn't realise um, that you needed to bring photo ID with you. And you t- you rocked up at the Hammersmith Odeon or, or the Royal Albert Hall or wherever. And um, they said, well, no, you can't come in. You need photo ID. It seems nuts to me. I get it. 
I get it, right? It, it's to stop ticket touts. I get it. I get it. But I'm buggered now. I've got 200 quid's worth of tickets and I can't do anything. I would have happily, if I couldn't have sold them on for 50 quid, right? I would have happily given them to someone so that they, at, at least they'd get used. At least they'd get used. And now I can't do anything. And my mate is quite high up in Ticketmaster and I emailed him. He said, well, probably not a lot you can do. And it just seems to me to be absolutely bloody ridiculous. And of course, Yusuf w- will be looking out at the Shaftesbury Theatre. And it's a small venue, so he'll be able to see every seat. And he'll be thinking, yeah, I made the right decision to convert to Islam, change my name. By the way, if you're going to cha- convert to a religion, is it common to change your name to the religion's name? That seems overkill, really. Terry Christian, another one. But, it, um, Sammy Buddha. <laughs> There's no one called Sammy Buddha. Um, But he's going to be looking out, right? He's going to go, yeah, I've done good. I've been hedonistic pop star. Yes, I called, I agreed with the fatwa on Salman Rushdie. That's true, he did. But now I'm at a place of peace and I've sold out the concert. Hang on a minute. There's there's, there's two two empty seats. I've not sold out. There's two empty seats. I've not sold out. He'll be crushed. Yusuf's going to be crushed, and I don't want him to go, you know, I don't want him to hit the booze again, because I don't... 0844-499-1000. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee. On air and off the On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0844-499-1000. We'll play the uh, Melanie interview a little bit later on. £200 worth of tickets... And I can't, I literally can't give them away. And I can't go either. No! I can't. How is that? How is that fair? What if I stuck a little beard on? Well, I haven't got a beard on my my ID, so. How is that fair? How. It's just to stop ticket touts, but it means that the average punter, I'm no average punter, but you know what I mean, is the one being uh, penalised. Punished. I mean, punished. Well, and then, really, music is the thing that dies. Well, it won't, though. I don't, I'm really peed off about that. I know. And I bought it on a whim. I bought it to cheer myself up, and that was that, that was stupid. Um, controversy about Little Mix on um, The X Factor? Oh, yeah, why? Oh, because they're wearing the pants. That's why. I, I can see a Little Mix. <laughs> I, I watched a bit of that. I didn't. Because I, oh. I got my telly working for the first time in ages. Well, you say working... Yeah. You've only got two channels, haven't you? At the moment, yes. And um, so I watched a bit of that, and um, I did think, oh, blimey, Governor. Ooh, that's going to chafe. <laughs> it is. And then I watched the Crystal Maze. We talked about that yesterday. I quite like the Crystal Maze. Mm. I thought he was funny, even though, you know. First time I met Stephen Merchant, it's very rude to me. But that's, that's fine. Second time I met him, um, several years later, he was all right. So, you know, so far it's been 50-50. Mm-hmm. Wait till the next time. Killer clown tried to snatch my baby. What? Mum foils masked yobs. I don't believe this woman. Go on, tell me. A terrified mum of six claims knife-wielding killer clowns tried to snatch her three-month-old baby. How many? I don't believe... I do... No, as we're reading the story, right, and this is literally as much as I've read of it so far, I do 
not believe a word of this. Tell me the story, but put some music underneath it so we get some ambience. Okay, let's, let's get some spooky um, music. Oh, my music's... My computer's all gone to... Uh, here we go. Leah Newton was attacked by three of the masked pranksters as she left a late-night party. Maybe this music's not appropriate, but it's kind of clown music. She left a late-night party with her baby. Well, you take your baby out. Partying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She said... I love the way it's all phrased. Claims. She said. Chinny recon. (laughs) She said she was loading her children into her car when the sinister gang pounced. One tried to one tried to rip little destiny. It's not a Y at the end of it; it's an I. Of course, it is from her car seat. But they fled when they could not free the tot, and stunned Leah screamed for help. I do not believe a word of this. Leah, thirty-two. Also mum to 12-year-olds Shanique and Shanice, Leah Sean, 10, 8-year-old Demani, and Jazzy. Why do we need to know the other kids' names? Two said, I thought I was going to die. When they tried to take the baby out of the car, I didn't see that as a prank. People have taken the whole killer clown thing. So we're calling them killer clowns now. I thought it was just clowns. Well, make your mind up, because they called them killer clowns, and then they said pranksters. So which People have taken the whole killer clown thing way too far. My daughter is so terrified, she won't go to the toilet by herself now. Which daughter? I couldn't narrow it down. The incident happened at 11pm outside the Top Club in Huddersfield. Mm. McDonald's worker Leah, well, you think she'd be used to working with clowns, who lives in the town, said, I've three children sleeping in bed with me now and one on the floor, all scared the clowns will come back. And I, can, I, can I say something mean? No, I won't say something mean. Police have been inundated with reports of killer clowns over the past fortnight since the creepy craze took off arriving from the US. Can I just say, keep an eye on this story. Because I reckon it's going to come out she was talking bullshine. You reckon? She has... 0844 She has completely... She's made that up, hasn't she? Because the thing is, what we're seeing is lots of reports. Yeah. Where's the photos? Where's the, 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 Has the, anyone the... been done yet? Hang on a minute. So this was outside... Because it should be quite easy to trace. They can't run that fast with those shoes on. Outside the top club in Huddersfield. Well, they'll have CCTV footage. So um, why don't we get in touch with them and see if we can see the CCTV... Oh, 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 what? No? I... I'm still jarring with six kids at 11 o'clock at night. One of which is a baby. Aren't you? Say that again. Six kids. Yeah. I mean, I've taken little children to parties that have gone on late, I guess. But Here's, um, I'm sorry, I was distracted slightly by... Women could one day have babies made of their own skin. Okay, right, that's fine. What? There's a story down there. Um, but th- this story is more important, I think. A wrinkly woman thief. <laughs> <laughs> wrinkly woman thief. I'm surprised the word slut isn't in there. 
I can't believe that. That makes me ashamed to... Well, not ashamed to work here, but just some people. Into this microphone, it was said. Shameful. A wrinkly woman thief fled on her Zimmer frame after stealing... Oh, because she was old. Is that why they call her? Right. After stealing a huge portrait of film star Steve McQueen. She and another woman pensioner nicked the black and white picture from the bar of a hotel called Bullet after one of McQueen's best-known movies, The Great Escape. That's a joke. It's from the film Bullet. I don't really like Steve McQueen films. I um, think he's a very handsome man, but I don't think I've ever seen a Steve McQueen film. You know, he used to... um, uh, I read a a biography about him years ago, and he was quite homophobic, Mm. and he would go around beating up gay people. Oh, dear. Yeah. But a lot of people were quite homophobic and went around... It doesn't make it any better. But they dumped it because they couldn't squeeze the six-foot-four-by-four-foot frame into their getaway car. Which was? A bullet. Police said both women were in their late 60s, wore glasses and had shoulder-length blonde hair. I've seen them! I know these women. I know these women of which you speak. The new hotel in Belfast had only been opened a day when the thieves struck. The picture was later recovered outside Tedford's restaurant on nearby Donegal. Donegal Key! It's Donegal Key! So what we're discussing there is a failed team steal. Hotel general manager, we've got some gags coming, guys. Michael Sullivan said, Eiffel Tower. The robbery wasn't quite the great escape the crooks intended. The unlikely perpetrators were foiled when they couldn't fit the painting in their vehicle. We're most great, Eiffel Tower. We're most grateful for the vigilance of our neighbours at Tapford's Kitchen for their help in returning the painting. Gosh. Police are appealing. For witnesses. I mean, that accent was quite criminal. I, I was just thinking, the silence there was for me to digest the um, the accuracy of the accent. That was actually for me, because I'll be honest, sometimes I don't get my accents quite right. I could be out by three or four miles sometimes. But that one, spot on. We have a lot of Irish people listening. I'm sure they'll be... Oh, we don't. No? Never mind. I'm sure they'll be um, patting themselves on the back, no. to be sure. <laughs> don't. Gosh. They'll be patting themselves no. on the back, to be sure. On that what? On the back, to be sure. That was marvellous. I'm going All to, right, stop it. I'm going stop. to have a touch of the old black stuff now. What? The Guinness. Oh, what? The Guinness. <laughs> Stop. <sighs> I never forget when we had um, a cab, a minicab, when I lived in Will, uh, Hull. Uh, where did I live? Kensal Green, Northwest London. And um, he he was a Jamaican gentleman, and he told us about Jamaican Guinness. Mm. You heard this? He said Jamaican Guinness. He, he said, had Viagra been invented then? I don't know. When was Viagra invented? Anyway. Mid-90s? He said Jamaican Guinness was like Viagra. He Maybe he didn't use that comparison because it might not have been invented. He said, but he said, you drink a couple of pints of that, rock solid all night, he said. And we're like, oh, all right. 
It's a weird thing to say to a group of lads in the back of your car, isn't it? To strangers, telling them how to achieve an erection. That's a strange... That's a strange conversation. Was he trying to explain we, a tricky we could, situation? We couldn't see. But it... it, it that, that's... And again, I was in the back of a cab once. He was trying to relate, maybe. And he had um, screens in the back of his car. And this was before sc- people had screens in the back of the car. And I went, well, you got screens in the back of your car. What's that for? Movie he said, you bet it is, sunshine. Watch this. He put on a, a, a porno. And I'm sat there with my friend and the driver. Ed would have liked it, judging his behaviour the last 24 hours. And, um, and it was like full on, right? And we're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, what, what were we supposed to do? You know, what were you supposed to do in that situation? Give him a tip. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe no one's listening. No one's calling in. But that's fine. It's all gone quiet. Yeah, it don't matter. It don't matter. You know, sometimes it does. Maybe maybe they've seen through all of this and they realise it's, a, it's a, a scam and a sham. You can call in, dear listener. I think maybe we scared them off with all the talk about Cliff Richard. We'll talk, we can talk about anything you want. 0844 499 1000. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I've been um, sent a link for the video footage of these old women stealing um, the Steve McQueen. Here we go. So they're, they're not that old. Oh, yeah, the computer's going very slowly today. I don't quite know what is... Uh... Here we go, here we go. Go and play. It takes some time. Hang on a minute. Oh, it's one of those shows, isn't it? It's bit, uh, here we go. Is it going to work? No, it's not going to work. No. Um, are they actual old women, or are they people dressed up? No, they're old women, but they're not, okay. not that old. I don't see as... You know, well, she does have a Zimmer frame, I suppose. But, um, well, I, I don't know. 0844-499-1000 is the um, telephone number if you want to give us a call. Jamie's on the line. Good evening, Jamie. Good evening. Oh, blimey. How you doing? I'm all right, thank you, Jamie. I'm tired. Do you know what? I nearly didn't come into work tonight. Oh, what? I didn't. Did I didn't. Why did I? Yeah. Oh, well, I, I was I'm contractually obliged to come in, but... Um, I, uh, I I nearly I, I spent most of the day in bed thinking. Uh, I, oh, what? Had a bad I, day again. I don't think I can come in and um, there they are. Look, 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 fair play. There they are. There's the old woman, uh, and she's car- it's not. Uh, she's got a zipper frame over her shoulder, and she's carrying a giant Steve McQueen poster, <laughs> and her mate's nicked off. Oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. A friend said it's got nothing to do with me. That. Is absolutely brilliant. I'll retweet that. Thank you. Um, um, I'm not sure who tweeted that to me. Hang on a second. I can tell you who did that. That was Tracy, Tracy B. Tracy B. Styley. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you. Um, though, I'll just to, you know, today the weight of the world, Jamie, got a little bit heavy on my shoulders, and um, it, it was an effort. But I made myself come in. I might. I, I might. I, I might take it. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But we're here. I- I don't know how you do it. Like you, you I, I know what it's like to go through what you're going through because I have the same sort of thing. Yes, um, and I've just, I've been, I'm a week into my medication now, oh. and I'm suffering the side effects. What, what meds? Um, what meds are you on? Uh, citalopram, twenty milligrams. Oh yeah, I'm on the citalopram. I love a bit of citalopram. Oh, oh, them side effects. Oh my god. What side effects are you getting from it? Um, I'm getting like this fluttery heart thing, like a anxiousness and shaking. 
headaches. Oh, see, I never got that with... I don't think I got that with Citalopram. Didn't you get a trembling knee? That was uh, Sertraline. Sertraline mm. set my legs... Set my legs a-trembling. <laughs> Citalopram, I don't think I got that. And there will be people that will tell you that 20 mil... I'm on 20 milligrams, so they'll say that's... You know, some, I know some people that are on 60 or 80, so... Um, wow. It's, you know, we, we're on a comparatively small small dose. Um, the, it... it, it I, my, my thing with these pills is um, I always give it three or four weeks before I start worrying about the side effects. Yeah. If they're still there in three or four weeks, then it's worth having a chat with your doctor. Yeah. yeah or or have a chat. Who am I to give medical advice, of course, if you, you have a chat with your doctor any time you want. But from my personal experience, I, I find that the initial side effects with antidepressants, yeah. for me, tend to dissipate after about three or four weeks. Well, that's it. You've got experience, so you're in a position to advise. But, well, I could never advise medically. I can only share my experience. He said, covering his arse legally, guys. Legally. As a friend, as a friend. But, um, well, um, and how do you feel about taking them? You're, you, 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 you're right about taking them. Um, I wasn't. I've been going through this for about a year. Yeah. And, um... When you, when you started your show, and yeah. started talking about what you were going through, I... I sort of recognised what was going on and I acknowledged what was wrong with me but it still took up until uh, I don't know about a few weeks ago now and I took a load of pills and tried to end it all and Did you? Yeah, uh, yeah it oh, got that bad man. and then um, I went and got the medication and and spoke to someone and now I'm seeing how just stupid that wasn't if i'd have succeeded yeah then like because now i know that i didn't really want to do that and i, I want i want to be here can i ask you a question that you don't have to answer because it's quite a heavy question okay that's cool when you made the decision that you're going to take some pills and try and kill yourself yeah can you describe how you felt I felt I, I, I felt thoroughly miserable. I felt down. I felt like everything, even the simplest thing, was like a pressure. Mm. Like because I'm a bloke, I'm expected to fulfil certain obligations mm-hmm. as perceived by society, and I felt that the way I was feeling, I could not achieve that and look after my family. And what's People have always said to me, but didn't you think of the children? And I did. And I thought, in that frame of mind, I thought they'd be better off without me. That yeah, yeah. They, they don't want to... I can't let them grow up seeing me like this in case it hurts them. And that, that, that moment, Jamie, when... And I, I, again, if, if you don't want to dwell on it, you don't have to, but I'm, it intrigues me, right? Okay. And I know it will a lot of... That moment when you... I don't know, you're sat on the edge of the bed or you're in the bathroom or wherever it is and you've got the pills and you're, you whack them yeah. in your mouth... Yeah. How did that moment feel? Uh, there was a um, there was a moment's hesitation. I had a handful of pills and a drink in the other hand. There was a moment of hesitation, thinking, "Is this the right thing to do?" And then I thought about, um, "I'll go." And, this all happened within a few seconds mm. in my head. Yeah. Um, I'll lay down, go to sleep. I'm likely not going to wake up. How do you feel about that? And I thought. Mm. That was it. That that was my response. Mm. Oh, don't wake up. Oh well, problems yeah. are over. Yeah. 
It's interesting, isn't it? Uh, and I tell you why, because I've, I, I, you know, stuff stuff is hard at the moment, right? And um, there was a, there was a moment a couple of weeks ago when I, I I've never got to the stage, right? We can have this conversation. Let's have this conversation. I've never got to the stage where I've sat there with the pills, or I've sat there with the razor blades, or I've had the rope out, right? But yeah. there was a there was a, a a period a few weeks ago when everything. Do you find when it's when you're like properly depressed when you're in it do, that you can feel it that it feels heavy on you? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, you, it's like there's phys- it feels like there's physically a weight on your whole body yeah, just yeah, yeah, crushing yeah. you. It's like a lead, there's a lead blanket, I always think. It's like a lead blanket yeah, weighing me down, right? Over your whole body. It's not just a weight on your shoulders. Yeah. It's your whole body, your whole mind, your whole being. And Everything I, I had this. struggle. Yeah, completely. And I had this the other, one night the other week, right? And I was in floods of tears, right? And it was just, I couldn't move from the bed. And um, I had a moment of calmness, right? When I thought, oh, I'm going to kill myself. That's it. That's the moment. That's it. Yeah. I had the moment of calmness. I thought, are you right? I was talking about this, guy. Yeah, no. I, yeah. I, I had a moment of calmness. I thought, oh, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. You know, that, it, 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 it seemed like a reasonable option. And once yeah. I'd... Once I'd, I'd language is so it doesn't really explain it. it yeah I, I, I once i made that decision i was kind of at peace with it i didn't do anything i didn't act on it in any way i didn't then go and you know work out what i was going to do um in my head i kind of know how i'm going to you know if, if i ever do i know i'll do it but, but I it I suddenly don't. became a viable option it, and it would yeah to you wouldn't be such a it uh, would be so hard to do it if it, you did it was like to. right i got what could i do i could go downstairs and go out and get a bag of chips i could turn on the telly i could kill myself you know it, they, they it seemed like a feasible thing um and and then what happened was is i had taken my medication which helps me sleep and i kind of fell asleep you know i hadn't taken an overdose yeah. or anything i just uh, yeah uh, uh, but it it just it just it just uh, i don't want to say it lifted for a second because the weight and the pain was still there but it just made sense it's like all right that's what i'm gonna do Okay, yeah. fine. That's that decision made. Now that was a few weeks a ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was a few weeks ago, and I've not had that since then. And um, uh, and you know, and I don't want to die. I want to. I want to live. I want to carry on doing this yeah. show. I want to carry on make, creating things. I want to carry on being a dad for my boys and stuff. But yeah. um, I'm aware that brilliant that... dad you are. By the way, well, I've, often, I've often meant to say it to you. You're. I wish I'd had a dad like you. Seriously, well, you're amazing. I, d- I don't know about that. I, I don't know about that. I've messed up quite a bit, but um, uh, but we're we're alive, and today is is all right. And today was a tough day, but it wasn't as tough for me as it was three weeks ago. And you're you're doing stuff, you know, uh, t- to help you sort yeah. yourself out. And yeah. you know, we made another day, Jamie. High fives all round. Yep. And please, if you get to that point where you are going to do it. Just if just remember if you remember this phone call because when I was at the point I wanted to do it and I did it and I did it mm. and I didn't regret it even in the hospital I said I'm not suicidal I thought about this I know what I want to do it's mm. a rational decision but now I'm so 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 glad that <laughs> it didn't happen. I'm laughing I too I'm laughing because I've just seen Dennis from Dunstables calling in and he'll be calling in Dennis. to tell us to 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 pull your socks up and get on with it. Back in my day, we didn't have none of this suicide nonsense. You just bloody well got on it and if and if Hitler didn't shoot you then you did all right, lad. That's Pressures what... were different in those days. Things were different. Jamie, I appreciate you sharing that, man. Thank you for calling. And I'm glad Thank you're. You I'm glad you're too. here. Partly because we need all the listeners we can get, buddy. So, you know, <laughs> that's what we need. Jamie, take care, man. Speak to you soon. Love the show. See you later. Bye bye. Bye bye.
Were you all right listening to that, Kath? Sorry, I was a bit awkward having that conversation and you're sat there. Well, it's hard hearing your friend talk like that, but I, I'd rather... Do you he- know Jamie, then? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd rather hear it. I'd rather yeah, I know. It's, um... I know. And I, 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 I you know, today, you know, today was hard work for me. Um... Uh, but I, but it's not as bad as it was three weeks ago because I managed to come in and we're doing a show and you know and that's and and that's um, that Kyle stay there come to you in a second uh, Dennis oh, oh dear oh eight four 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 nine nine that, I tell you what though we'll miss the phone calls when Dennis is gone he can't have more than three months in him oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand this is Talk Radio late night Ian Lee on air and off the on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. So Petra Hayden's emailing me now, so life is good. And I'm just I'm reminded, I've forgotten about this. Petra recorded an album in 2013 called... Uh, 2013, Petra Goes to the Movies. I think this is all her Acapulco. Um, let's, let's, do, um, let's do this. Uh, here we go. This is, this is, listen to this. Isn't that amazing? Gold finger. He's the man, the man. Isn't that amazing? She's doing the low bits. Yeah. A spider's touch. Such a cold finger. Just wow! To enter his web of sin, but don't go in. Golden words he will pour. Isn't that amazing? Let's do. Um, hang on a minute. Here we go. Let's try this one. <laughs> oh man alive all right, last one, last one. Then we'll, we'll speak to Carl. Then we'll... psycho. So clever. Tell you what, though, you've got to feel sorry for her neighbours. Been <laughs> 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 banging on the floor. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? Well, hopefully, we're going to get her and her friend. I think it's Jessie on the show, and it'll either um, it'll, they'll either be on the phone because she's based in America, or we might go and see them because they're doing a show on the nineteenth. Maybe we'll speak to them. We'll, we'll we'll get her on somehow. Be nice to uh, be wonderful to get her on. Um, Kyle's on the line. Good evening, Kyle. Evening, boss. You all right? I'm all right. Petra Hayden goes to the movies is making me smile a lot. Can you buy those albums on iTunes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she releases all. I'm um, all legitimately. Yes, of course. 
Well, I've been, uh, that's uh, what I was going to talk to you about, one of the things I was going to talk to you about. Uh, I've been uh, currently, I didn't realise when you bought things on iTunes, you can't easily move that to a different device or operating system, well, can you? Well, you get, don't you get five computers that you can access it on? No, because tons of it is encrypted. So I've had to guess, that's what I've been doing. What do you mean? No, 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 but don't you go, do you then go on to like another computer and download iTunes? And then you use your login no, on that. No, 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 no. Not if you don't use like Apple stuff. Oh, you can't. It's all locked to Apple. Oh, so I've been sat converting everything. So mm. sorry, bit bit dull, really. Well, otherwise um, they've got you by the cojones. Well, do you know what? This is what I'm particularly because I saw in my naive way cast. I saw if I like a song, I can get it on the phone. And then I can listen to it on a different operating system. And no, 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 no. So I've just had to sit there converting everything painfully. Oh, well, hang on a minute. Hang on. All right, we're well, buying that. Hang on a minute. We'll play Don't Stop Believing in a bit. Um, well, I made the mistake, Kyle, because I had um, like 50,000 songs on my computer and I had about 20,000 songs on my laptop. But some of the songs on my laptop were the same on the computer, but not all of them. And I thought, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll transfer all of the songs from my computer, the 50,000, onto my laptop. And then I've got all the songs everywhere, right? And, of course, I did this, and it took me... I remember I, was, I would come in and say, well, the computer's still downloading these songs. It would take days and days and days. And, of course, what happened was I've now got some of the songs on my laptop, but I've lost a load, and I've got the original 50,000 songs on my computer, but I can't get them on... To my laptop. It's um, a nightmare. There's, there, there is a way of doing it, which I've worked out tonight. It's taken me about an hour, but go, I've worked out how to do it. Go on. Uh, oh, it's really dull. Oh, in that I case, don't tell me. We're already half in. You might as no, well continue. No, I worked out to do it. I'd read. I'd the thing is, I'd read up on it. Right, I'd read up on it. I'd read how to do it, and it still didn't work and it corrupted files and files disappeared and some songs were there and some weren't and some were mislabeled and oh it was an absolute pain in the bum so that's why i don't think we should listen to music ever again oh that's why it's the only answer it's the only answer kyle is we ban music the one that it glitched on you might like this cast the one it glitched on is um because you've got a copyright on it, so I can't transfer that or shift it any other way, was the uh, Vincent song, uh, the cover by Rick Astley. What? Which is, which is Rick Astley covered that? Oh, it's brilliant. Honestly, if you can find it, it's absolutely brilliant, and I'm not I'm not joking or right. being like, ironic. Who wants to know my sales figures for the Lindsay Lohorn sessions? Nigel. Mm. I'd love to hear them. Okay. Well, Nigel doesn't call in anymore, so he's not... I've got, I've got the sales figures. So, we have sold... People who bought the, the entire, the entire EP, the entire package, 271 copies of the entire package, where people went, I've got to have all three. I've got to have all three. 271, right? How many for the individual downloads? Well, well, this is the thing. Some people went, nah... I don't know if I want the whole thing. I'm just going to go in for a song. So on top of the 271, in reverse order, people who just went, I'm just going to buy the one song, but I'm going to go for Titty Man. <laughs> 19. 
People that thought, ah, I don't, Lindsay Lohorn is all right, Titty Man is okay, but I'm, I've only got a certain amount of money to spend. I'm going to buy Miley Styley. 23. People who went, I'm going in, I'm going in for the single. I, I forget the B-sides and all that. I want the ace, I want Lindsay Lohorn featuring Nigel from Maidstone and the DCDJ. 42. But wow. what that means, well, but the 271, that's where the dosh is, so... Here's 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 the money, guys. Here's the money. Let me go with it. Glenn has done all the money. Um, so, <clears throat> before iTunes take their cut, right? The grand total of four hundred and forty-five pounds. Wow! I no. Oh, suddenly, you're, suddenly you're interested. Wow. Oh, suddenly you're interested. I was just thinking. But then iTunes take twenty percent. So. Oh. Grand total before tax, three hundred and sixty-one pounds twenty-six pence. Now, considering that was just me talking to an obviously perverted individual and just doing what I do normally, that's that Kyle is golden. So, how much do you owe Nigel? Twenty pence. I don't well, know. Don't you have to pay tax on your amount, though? Yeah, well, this is where it go- I, I'm going to end up. It's going to end up. I'm going to get nothing because yeah, I'm going to pay tax on it, and then I'll I'll I'll, I'll sort them all out. Um, I, we we will um, we'll work it out. Um, but I mean, Nigel would probably get um, I don't know, hundred quid <laughs> something. Why don't you just move to Luxembourg? <laughs> I reckon it, it it will work out very if, if it's three hundred and sixty. Nigel gets a hundred, Dan gets a, a hundred, I get a hundred, and, and and Barry gets sixty. But then I'll end up paying tax on all of it. So actually, it'll be significantly less than that. Let me work it out with the, with, with tax and stuff because that's when it gets silly. But so, cause for, just for just for messing around on the radio, I can't decide whether the word is shocking or impressive. What do you reckon, Carl? You shocked or you impressed? It's not bad for a day's work. It's not, well, is it? A day, was it, really? It's not well, bad. it was for DJ Dan. Well, I mean, yes, fair play. Dan Dan is the one that's going to suffer the most out of all this, because he actually put in work. Yeah. Um, oh, you know, Nigel will get 50, 60 quid. That's all right, isn't it? You know, not well, the millions he expected. <laughs> oh, so, well, don't forget, though, these things like bank up all the time as well. They do what? They bank up. Bank oh. up, bank oh. up. Oh. I suspect we've sold as many as we're going to sell. And I'll be honest, I'm a little bit disappointed by those figures, guys. We need to start thinking about Christmas. I've got forty, I've got nearly fifty thousand followers on on Twitter. I was expecting every one of them to buy it at least twice. A bit confused. Well, I I, I, I suspect, even though you're probably going to have a go, uh, Uh and he's probably not your favourite individual. But I remember when uh, Mr. Miles released that "It's Never Going to Snow at Christmas," and then it was hit by that was the Christmas we had the most map snow ever in this country. Uh, all I heard for the last 30 seconds of you is... Did you say Chris Right, sorry, sorry. Carl, did we get to the point of your call? Well, the point, I was going to ask you about the the Martin Roberts trail, which I thought you'd have an interest in. Martin Roberts! Well, that's it, because it's done in style of Dr. Robert by the Beatles, but it sang in a Bowie-style vocal. What's all that about? It sang in a what vocal? In a Bowie style. Oh, there is a yeah, there is an element of Bowie. Well, it's just mashing it up, mate. It's just a mash up. Don't try not to be constrained by society's rules, Kyle. You could you could do that. What? Like you know, do like a full album, but like a mash up of different styles. I 
guys, um, I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I've decided to resign from oh. the. Is that not finished? From the music industry. Okay. I oh. think I'm going to go out on a high. I must admit, I was I was waiting for your version of uh, No More Lonely Nights well, dance mix. If you, Carl, like other people listening to this, have been affected by Ian's shock <laughs> resignation from the music industry, there is a helpline. It's oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. I just think, what's the point? Why? Why did it, did it make you feel empty? Or no, I've well, I've I've achieved everything that I wanted. Well, we got to number thirty two in the iTunes dance chart. I mean. What is there after that? 31, but... Here's my... <laughs> is he not? No. Okay. So Well, I dumped that anyway, Zane... that may have been slightly libelous. We don't know which Harry I was referring to, but we do. Yes. Um, Zane left completely. Yeah. Brave move. No, I'm leaving the music industry. No, no, no. Harry's just... He's going off and doing other things, and yep. maybe he'll come back to the group yeah. at some point well Carl um, you, you've um, why don't you get that um, Simon the, the listener who did a press release saying he was the apprentice um, correspondent I don't remember that being decided no he's a one. Lauren to himself that Simon uh, thank you Carl Dennis good morning uh, well no uh, Ian lad if you ever get deep, listening to you talk to that gentleman you're depressed it made me cry, you bloody idiot. Oh, come on. You have man. any trouble in future, you know my telephone number, yes. you ring me, and I'll, I'll get rid of your depression straight away. Uh, that sounds... Please, please, don't do it again. Well, I, I didn't do anything. No, I know, but you nearly, you said you nearly did. Well, well you know. Never I... get to that situation. Listen, man, I'm being serious. Thank oh. you. Thank you, Dennis. You're like my son. Oh. I've alone you long enough. Well, you're very kind. No, don't ever like, do you're it. You're like my great, you great. You ring great. me and I'll make you laugh. It's the last thing I do. You're a good lad, Dennis. I appreciate that, mate. Thank you. All the best. See anyway. you later on. Don't do it again, please. Ta-ta. All right. Well, I didn't. I didn't do anything, and I wasn't going to do anything. You know, just but you just you know we have that conversation. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Well, if you've just tuned in, you've just missed me libeling a pop star, um, and and announcing my retirement from the pop world after selling nearly 300 um, records. <laughs> Ed manning the phones if you do want to discuss your uh, sadness at that news. People will be upset by that. They will, it's like, take that. Um, we'll play Melanie later on. She was delightful. It's like, it was one of those slightly awkward interviews because I just get the feeling she's a little bit shy. There's also a bit of a delay going on. And she was from the 60s, so there's yeah. always going to be a delay. <laughs> but no, I got the impression with Melanie, I like Melanie a lot, uh, and um, that she's just a bit shy and a bit, you know, timid. And um, uh, But it's a nice interview. I'm, I'm pleased with it. We'll play that uh, a little bit later. And we, two podcasts were released today. Now you can't get the full show podcast. Sorry, guys. Uh, you have to download the um, official podcasts. And, and, and what a surprise. Uh, two days ago, we were number 74 in the iTunes chart. Bef- before we came on the show, we were number 13. Uh, you know what I mean? It looks like it's working. Um, but there were two podcasts released yesterday. There was the Monday Best Of, 
and there was the um, film ring, uh, Holy Hell, with Will Allen, the guy that directed the movie. And it, it's if you didn't listen to it and you've seen the film or you're thinking of seeing the film, it's a good accompaniment, actually, to um, to, to watch the film and then listen to uh, to that and listen to the um, director getting his brains picked. And he's very open about uh, about all of the stuff there. Another hour of this gubbins to go. Um, you're more than welcome to call in. 0844 499 1000. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Access all radios. Talk Radio. Give it some lip. Talk Radio. Just, Imani Coppola, who we are big fans of on this show, has just released, she's just dropped a new song on um, Twitter. We can't play it, though, because it's absolutely filthy, but very, very funny. If you follow me on Twitter, I've just retweeted it. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Just a small town girl Living in a lonely world She took the midnight train Going anywhere Just a city boy Born and raised in South Detroit He took the midnight train
Love it. Love it. Hopefully we'll get Petra on the show. We'll try and tempt her. Sometimes people express a vague interest in coming on the show, and then when you tell them a bit more about it, they go, ah. Um, Who's done that? Um, Linda Lee and Shannon Lee, Bruce Lee's widow and daughter, respectively. Adam Schlesinger from um, 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 uh, Stacey's mom has got it going on. Who are they? Stacey's mom have got it. Uh, no, um... No, 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 no. Fountains of Wayne? Thank you very much indeed! The Fountains of Wayne. He was uh, was kind of keen on coming on and then, um, then wasn't. Um, this is Ian Lee. Excuse me, I'm really thirsty. There's nothing finer than cold water, I find. Um, 0844-499-1000. We're going to play Melanie a bit later on. Give us out times and all those kind of cues and things so that we know it's good. Ed is working on that. Ed is doing radio maths. Um, you can call in, though. Um, what we've talked about, we've talked about Cliff Richard. We've talked about anonymity in sex cases. We've talked about that moment when... I tell you when we... It was Jamie, wasn't it? I tell you when we were... Um, why I um, asked him what it felt like at that moment. And this is going to sound weird. But anyone who's been in that moment will know. I wanted to know if he saw the same thing I saw. And I can't be any more specific. I wanted to know if he saw the same thing I saw. Um, and I get a feeling we both saw the same thing. Uh, we've talked about that. Uh, we've talked about... Uh, what else have we talked about? It's not all been doom and gloom. We've had some funny stuff, didn't we? We had funny yeah, stuff tonight. You're... Um... So let's get, uh, Ed, let's have this microphone on, please. Thank you, talked, thank you. Talked about your uh, t- Cat Stevens dilemma. Oh, 200 quid. I've got these tickets. I, I literally can't give them away. Because you've got to have your, um, your the debit card and photo ID. What is that all about? i tell you what it is. Bloody Brexit. Bloody Brexit. You bought them before Brexit. I've never... No, well... I have never... Before, before June, the, whatever it was, I have never... Had to take photo ID to a concert. I've either been able to palm the, palm the tickets off or I've been able to go. Suddenly we have Brexit and I've got tickets and I can't go. And, and, and not only can I not go, I can't get rid of the tickets. What is that about? What is that about? Boris Johnson. That's what it's about. Um, uh, Was uh, that on the side of a bus? You will be able to yes, sell your tickets. Gove. My, Gove and Johnson and Farage and Wolf and um, the Wolfman. You know what you sound like now? Womp, womp. Ramona. Oh. Hey, Bramona. Oh, Br- wouldn't it be great if Craig McLaughlin was a Brexiteer and he was so angry by um, snowflakes like me that he reworked his classic song, Mona, into Hey, Bramona. Yeah. And he did the lyrics. I I've not got time to do it now. I'm doing a radio show. But he reworked the lyrics. Tell and you, Mona, what I'm going to do. Going to get out of the EU. That's Boom. There we go, you see. Uh, uh, DJ Dan, if you're listening... That's another no, I've retired quid. from music. I've retired. I no, I, I haven't. I haven't even started. No, no, no. You, you, you wouldn't be such a big drawer as me. Um, I used to, I used to I be could, on telly. I could dance around in my pants. That's what's done now, isn't it? Um, someone's, someone's Stacey's mom takes it up the. Bo- oh, for goodness' oh, wow. sake! Goodness' sake! You can't. Where's your evidence? We don't want to know. No. Um, Sharon's on the line. Good evening, Sharon. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thank you, Sharon. What you got for us? Um, well, I wanted to talk about, you know, the amount of people who are DWP claimants who are having to take their um, assessment appeals to the tribunal stage because of factual inaccuracies in assessors' reports and blatant lies. I mean, surely 
it's a crime to lie in public office, isn't it? Who, well, who, well, how is this, uh, how is this, w- has this happened to you? Yes, it's happened to me, and I just thought we'd g- give this an airing, because um, I belong to a very popular Facebook support group called Four Up, yes. and there's hundreds of us victims. Well, what happened who, to you? Well, what happened to me is um, I went for my um, DWP PIP assessment. Yes. And, um, you know, when I got the reply back, I was astounded with the amount of factual inaccuracies and actual lies. You know, the one that made me actually fall over laughing almost was saying that I oriented myself to the centre using a sat-nav. I arrived by taxi and even the taxi driver did not have a (laughs) sat-nav. Hang on a minute. So what, why? Hang on a minute. So you're 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 trying to get benefits, and they're talking about sat navs. Yeah, it's like there's a disability benefit, yeah. and you know we're reassessed. Yes. And the things the assessor put down on there just too many factual inaccuracies. This does not tally up with my medical records at all. Right. So did you get the benefits? Well, I'm having to go now for um, an appeal tribunal, like hundreds of other people. Right, so you didn't because get, so you didn't get the benefits. No. Okay, so how long ago was that? Um, this was only very recently. Well, ha- so ha- I'm, I'm now having to go for an appeal tribunal. Right. Maybe you're not entitled to the benefits. No, I am entitled to it. You know, I have, you know, compound disabilities. What disabilities do you have? Well, I have mobility issues, mental health issues. What What can't you do? Uh, what can't I do? Quite a lot. <laughs> Well, but one of them was, you know, uh, walking any great distance. You know, the others, you know, I have a lot of problems with arthritis in my knees and I'm awaiting surgery for knee replacement. And How do they replace... What do they, repla- what do they replace your knee... What, the actual knee they replace? Yeah, knee, knee joint replacement. What do they yeah. replace it with, like plastic? Um, I don't know. Um, he oh, said that... Um, <laughs> Would well, you not know? If my knee was going to get replaced, Sharon, first yeah. question would be, what do you do? What do you make it with? Second question would be, can I keep the old knee? No, you can't. It's um, you know, do they do it, and then they do it again in ten years. So Blimey. it's not something to look forward to. No, no, no. And you're not allowed to keep of... your knee. No, it's no, your no, knee. <laughs> I would demand not. my knee. <laughs> no, but what annoyed me with this assessor was. Yes. When I was at the assessment, I mean, he waffled on about how bad his working conditions oh. were for his provider and yeah. how dark it was there at night and oh. how lonely a place it was. And I was like, yeah, this bloke is a fruitcake. Yeah. And then he waffled on about how much he liked dogs, and I'm sitting there. And one of my do like um, practical assessments. <laughs> do you not like dogs, Sharon? I've got three of my own. Well, there he's making conversation. Well, I would think he was but doing. I think he was. What's that going to do with my medical assessment? I'm like because he's trying to get you to say. He's trying to get you to say, "Oh yeah, I like to walk my dogs miles and miles, and sometimes I run with them." Yeah, I wish I could. Exactly. I have a dog walker most days. Exactly. And it's all, but it was just you know to to get across. You know, there was the film came out. I Daniel Blake. We are all Daniel Blake. <laughs> Oh, this is now. This is the Ken Loach film. Yeah, uh, the bloke who did Kez and Kathy Come Home. Yes. I heard. It. I've heard a lot about yes. this film recently. Yeah, and it's about a guy trying to get um, uh, disability benefits, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and it's all true. Believe me. Yeah, right? yeah. And there's... if you look on Facebook, our support group Four Up, you look at the hundreds and hundreds of people's comments of people who have been lied to deliberately, factual inaccuracies, blatant lies. 
by the healthcare provider and yeah. the DWP themselves. Oh. It's unacceptable. Well, I, I, I know, and I know that people trying to claim benefits, and in particular. Um, mm. disability benefits are, are, are yeah. struggling, and that's because yeah. um, the, the government doesn't care about you. I'm afraid. No, they don't. They don't, they don't care about you, because you can't make them any money, Sharon. So they're not they're interested in you. Money. I said, oh, I heard a gem. This came from um, oh, yeah. tabloid reporter. He told me that... Um, Everyone who's knocked back, the assessor gets seventy-five pounds. Well, I don't know if I, be- I don't know mm, if I believe I don't know, that. You know, I don't know if I believe that. But they do. But they do. They, they, yeah, they want to. They want to um, uh, 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 save money. And who was doing it? Because someone company was doing it, weren't they? And then they said, "Oh, actually, we can't. We can't do it anymore because they weren't up to the job." Well, Atos. Yeah, have Atos stopped doing it now? Well, no, uh, the charming gentleman who did mine was from them, and, um, you know, I think he did more issues than I had. Oh, God, blimey. <laughs> well, maybe that's it. Maybe they find, you know, for all you lot that can't work, they give you a job at Atos. Maybe that's how... Um... Well, yeah, maybe this is what the greatest game is. So what, what, are you, um, what are you living on then, Sharon? Well, you know, you just got to, like, struggle with what you've got at the moment. At the moment, I'm having the Disability Resource Centre um, advisor do my case for me, for my tribunal, because, yeah. um, you know me of old, as with the contaminated blood issue, I fight back, and I fight back very hard indeed. So, you know, heaven help them when I do get to that tribunal, because I'm fit to kill at the moment. Well, yeah. no, no, don't, don't, you can't <laughs> let them know you're fit to kill, because then they'll go, well, she can, she can work as an assassin. <laughs> She she can work as an assassin. We'll send her out uh, for MI6. <laughs> Double O minus. Yeah, but we'll send, send her out to get another Max Spears. That's what we'll do. That's what they'll do. I know, but no, it's disgraceful. Yeah, it's outrageous. You know, when people who are, you know, disabled, who have a lot of medical problems, people yeah. like myself and others who are even worse off than me, yeah, yeah. you know, you treated like a criminal, you're treated like a liar, you get your report back and you're absolutely astounded with factual inaccuracies and lies. I mean, how can somebody representing the DWP, a person in government office, lie? Oh, because that person will be anonymous and will never get found again. It's like when you're on the phone to a call centre and and the person spins you a yarn. Or they, you ever heard that where you phone up a call centre and they Mm -hmm. say... They just cut oh, yeah. you off because yeah. they they can't solve the problem, so they just cut you off because you know they know if you phone up again, you're going to speak to one yeah. or five hundred people. Yeah. Um, and I understand. Uh, listen, because you know my you know uh, you, you may have heard me speaking about my mum Sharon and about you know yeah. her, her yeah. situation, and yeah. I understand why they have to be thorough because yeah. there are unfortunately there are some dodgepots who will abuse the system. Yeah. But um, I never forget when my mum she doesn't have to get assessed now for for like her, her, her benefits and things. But yeah. the, the, she did a few years ago. She had to, and she had to go every year. They would assess her every yeah. year, right? Yeah, but see, they're scrapping ESA assessments, but it's not for ev- yeah. everyone. You know, the, I, mean, she I would... have long-term chronic. Oh, illness. exactly. She'd go every year, and she so... would get progressively worse every year. And yeah. every year, yeah, I'd go. I go. Do, I does she need? To, does she need? Does she need to come in because she, she's not going to get any better? Yeah. Uh, she's only going to get worse. And but uh, don't you think it? It's so debases and devalues a person's life. It actually makes you medically worse going through the stress of this. Yes. Because, you know, my mental health has suffered so much. I'm an absolute bag of nerves at the moment. You know, my stress and anxiety and, you know, panic attacks have soared. And all this is so uh, unnecessary. Sharon. Even my own GP said, why was there any need for face-to-face? Sharon, can I I do something that will calm you down? What? Just, Just breathe. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
and explode. No, no, no. Just calm, <laughs> just calm down. Boo! Oh! <laughs> did that help? Oh, you lied. Did that help, Sharon? Did that help? No, but the chihuahua jumped three foot in the air. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> oh, listen, when's your... Don't you think it is atrocious, though? I think it's, it's terrible. I think it's terrible when people are dying because of it. You know, it's... Because, um... you see, there's been so many people like me that have been put in the wrong category. Yes. I mean, when I went to see my advisors at Disability Resources in Dunstable, yeah. um, Pointers Road... And they're good there. You know, and if they're really good. And even he said to me, when I told him the bit about that the DWP manager has put on there, because I asked for mandatory reconciliation, she's put, oh, you orientated yourself to the venue using a sat-nav. And I thought, you, you know, is a woman on drugs? Is she hallucinating? I took a taxi there and a taxi back. They even ticked the a box, didn't did they? did not have a sat-nav, because we got lost kids. <laughs> Sharon, when is your, um, when is your appeal? I don't know. I've um, just applied because you have to wait. So You're in the system, in the system, yeah. But um, well, the disability resources are confident that um, you know it will be overturned and I, we'll get some justice. I appreciate you sharing this with us, and I'm sure it will, will, yeah. will have touched a lot of people. Let us know how it goes, and we'll keep there are our fingers of crossed. People in my situation, to them, I say. Fight back and fight back hard. Don't yeah. let them get away with it. Oh, I do think I do uh, think that a lot of these these um, government or, the, or council organisations yeah. kind of hope that most people will accept the first answer. Yeah. Um, and that that they are not used to dealing with people who will 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 reject the first answer, and they'll reject quite often the second and the third answer, and keep on pushing. Yeah. It. Sharon, best of luck, and let's know how it thank goes. You. Take care. Yeah, you take care. You're darling. a delightful. You, on the show. you are a delightful Bye-bye. fruitcake. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed. And she, I knew she'd take that in the spirit that was intended, but wasn't she? <laughs> Thank you, Sharon. It will affect a lot of people. That and um, I like tonight's show because it's been all over the show. Done issues. Yeah, we've done issues. The biggest issue is the is the the biggest issue is the dis issues, misuse, oh. misuse of the issues. T- the biggest issue is the misuse of the issues tissues. Okay. Um, Chuck Eyes. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. So this is the story that's intriguing me, right? And I heard about it. It was on Radio 4's PM with Eddie Mayer, and um. I heard a guy talking about it. And I'm trying to get this guy to come on the show. There's a phone call, please, Ed. I'm trying to get this guy to come on the show. Talk about it. this is the story. My UFO fan lover sacrificed to Satan. Uh, they've sensationalised it a bit here in the sun, but but a childhood pal of Orlando Bloom was sacrificed by Satanists as he investigated UFO conspiracy theories. His girlfriend and mum claim they say Max Spears. 39, fell in with a cult who pumped him full of drugs before he died in Warsaw, Poland, in July. Conspiracy theorist, and this is where it gets interesting. Go on. Conspiracy theorist Max was found dead on a sofa in the city days after texting his mother to say, if anything happens to me, investigate. investigate. Come on. Come on. On. Well, if he's a conspiracy theorist, he would have been saying that for quite a long time, wouldn't he? No, but he only said it then. 
He'd only mm. said it then, days before he was found he sent dead. another message saying that he was in trouble or something, didn't he? He was at a friend's house and a witness said, quote, there was dark liquid coming from his mouth. Max was pre- uh, genuinely fascinated by this. And um, the guy, I've uh, emailed, got, actually the email bounced, bounced back. Um, yeah, the email bounced back. Miles. Tried to befriend him on Facebook and he's not accepted the friend request yet. Miles Johnson, I think, in that. Johnston. Um, Max was presumed by the Polish authorities to have died from natural causes with suggestions he had a peptic ulcer. But his family believe his probes into UFOs and government cover-ups made him enemies who wanted him dead. Max's girlfriend, Sarah Adams, 31, of Deal in Kent, claims he was being held against his will. She said he was terrified. He wanted to leave. He wanted to come back to England because we were going to get married and have a baby. He rang secretly as they wouldn't let him talk. He said he was trying to get away from them. They were doing very dark black magic and satanic rituals to deprogram him and get rid of demons. He said they had given him something that had put him in a coma for two days. Gosh. And that's spooky. The thing is, right, a year ago, two years ago, I wouldn't have believed a word of that. Yeah. Nowadays, I I don't disc- discount anything. Uh, mum, mum says that when she spoke to a member of the group on the phone hours after his death, I'm genuinely getting goosebumps here, she overheard them setting up a satanic ritual. Vanessa said his body was there and I could hear strange suggestions. Vanessa's the mum. Of things that should be done. Things like put milk by his side and get garlic and put flowers and put vinegar. Very weird. One of UFO expert Max's group sent Vanessa a photo taken within hours of his death on his body. Within hours of his death of his body with a red mark on his forehead. The same woman sent her snaps of him in a coffin wearing a silk suit and later posted her a satanic book along with his mobile phone SIM card. The bizarre book, Sacrifice, Magic Behind the Mic, I want to get this book, accuses rappers, including Kanye West, of involvement with the occult. But Vanessa interpreted it as a threatening gesture designed to intimidate her as she battles for an inquest into her son's death. That is spooky. An inquest... Why won't they give him an inquest? Okay, well, I stop there because the next two paragraphs are a bit boring. But Max was buried in Canterbury Cemetery after Vanessa had his body flown home. A post mortem was carried out, but the results were inconclusive. Mm. Northeast Kent Coroner's Office said, "When the results of further tests are received, the coroner will decide whether to hold an inquest." Now that is spooky. It's right? weird, isn't it? And I'm trying to get hold of this guy, this this Max uh, Miles Johnston, who was being interviewed. And and this is this is how serious it's been taken. He was being interviewed on on PM on Radio Four, which is a very serious news show. I saw it on the news. And um, and I heard it, and I just thought it was fascinating. And I hadn't heard anything about this guy before. But that is a that is a spooky story, isn't it? So we'll try and get this um, Miles Johnston on the show, who I think was a friend of Max's, to um, talk about it. Even if you don't believe in the whole UFO thing, and you know he yeah. was, he may have uncovered, he may have stumbled into something yeah, yeah, yeah. in the course of his investigations that put him in the frame for something bigger. 
I'm taking our break. We'll come back and speak to Julie. During the ad break, I'm going to see if I can get that book, Sacrifice, Magic Behind the Mic. I want to read about Kanye West doing um, Black Didn't Magic. Didn't someone come on the other day and tell us that they knew about rappers doing various things? No, we saw something on Facebook about um, our rappers all forced oh, to yeah. have gay sex with each other. Wasn't that the guy who believed that the earth was flat as well? Yeah. Yeah, it was that fruitcake. Late night, Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Sork Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Okay, well, that book is actually quite expensive. I'm not prepared to spend £7. But that then lent me, has led me to another book, which is only 19 pence, and I am prepared to spend that. The Covert War Against Rock. What you don't know about the deaths of Jim Morrison, Tupac, Michael Hutchins, Jimi Hendrix, John Lennon, and the Notorious B.I.G. I'm, I'm prepared to invest 19 pence. Does the Notorious B.I.G. fall into the category of rock well, now? Well, now, what's cheaper? £2.98, and that's, pr- that's the price and the delivery, or 19 pence plus £2.80 postage. I hate it when they do it. It's First 19... one. Is that one from the UK? Oh, but I hate it. I'm freed... Hang on a minute. I think that's you've got to pay postage. Oh, it's all getting confusing. Julie! Hello. Julie, Julie, Julie. Yes, Julie, what you got for us? Do you know what? I thought that I could last the whole programme without phoning in about the comment made about the girl in the Cheds Evans oh, yeah. case. Yeah. And ever since I heard it, I've just been stewing <laughs> yes. at how outright awful it was of the presenter this morning to well, say that. Uh, in fairness, the presenter who said that um, isn't here. And uh, and I've I've seen it on a Twitter feed. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, and I don't really want to kind of go off on a rant against her because no, she's no exactly, and, Twitter, I, but, uh, and I don't want to either. And the only thing that I, I would like to do is just to redress balance. Yeah. I would hope that tomorrow um, I'm re- going to just read a paragraph, just one paragraph from the Telegraph. Okay, and would maybe like her to assess what this behaviour is. I'm having great trouble trying to... Sorry, I'm trying to order this book and it's charging me a lot of money for postage and I don't want to pay... Anyway, so I carry on. I'm listening. I'm listening. So all I want to read is the behaviour involved by the other party, which is... Well, um, I don't don't think... No? No, I I tell you what, because we don't... We don't need to... Okay, fine. I I don't think... And listen, no one comes out of that story with glory, right? No, no, they they Um, don't. I just... um, uh, okay. No, and I I think I, I don't I don't want to get into the murky details of who did what and who entered the room at what point and then joined in with you know because it's all out there. Oh, I, to it, find. Okay, but in which case I would like her to. I don't know. I just feel it's unjust. I've yeah. to comment on one person without. No. Well, her defence is that she called them all it. Yeah, oh. but she did. But oh. if you read if you read her Twitter feed, it seems to be aimed at this thing. And I I and I I just I I think it's it. Uh, it just saddens me that what some people will do to try and get a little bit of attention, you know, when when, when Katie Hopkins comes along and, and, mm-hmm. and steals your thunder and you're trying to catch up with that, it's not it's not a race I want to be involved in, man. No, absolutely. I don't want to be chasing that kind of um, that kind of stuff. Uh, hang on a minute. So I've, I'm trying to order this book, right? And it was mm. two pounds 
It's trying to charge me £2.99 for the postage. Right, I'm backing out of this deal. Right, let me empty my basket. Come on, it's probably going to be pony anyway. Shut up, man. What are you talking about? Well, is it from a, is it from a famous um, site for ordering books? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The most famous, I would su- suggest. It's Amazon. I don't want to pay postage. Right, what am I going to do? Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. This, uh, it doesn't sound pony. It sounds absolutely brilliant. Let's just remind ourselves. What's it, it called? It's called The Covert War Against Rock and the truth behind what? the deaths of um, many, many oh. r- rock stars. Um, okay. It's a covert... It's going to be pony. It won't be pony. Melanie's coming up soon. We're going to sp- listen to Melanie. Oh, now the Covert pri- War Against Rock. Oh, now because I've been messing around with it. Now the price has gone up. That's... Flipping heck is all I'm going to have a look and see what it is on mine. Uh, it's a good book, I bet. Two pa- um, right. 19 pence plus £2.80 delivery. Right, that's what I want. So that should cost me no more than £2.99. Proceed to check out. Perfect. Why couldn't we do that first time? <laughs> Done. There we go. Ordered. Beautiful. Looking forward to that. That's going to be a good read. Let me know what it's like. I will do, Julie. I'll send it on to you if it's any good. Please. Cheers, my dears. Ta-ta. Um, yeah, we, we, we don't need to go into the details of that, that whole um, situation. But thank you, Julie. I appreciate the uh, the sentiment um, behind um, that. No, don't call in anyone. Now we've done for uh, we've done for uh, for callers. Uh, Phil Collins going on tour. I don't want to see him on tour, but I would like to read his book. So, could you blag one for us? I'll have a little go. Phil Collins has admitted he'll be too creaky to play the drums on his comeback tour. Well, he's not creaky. He's he's, um, um, he's damaged his back, didn't he? And he can't grip. He can't grip properly with his right hand. He has to tape the drumstick to his hand. Phil, sixty-five, will appear for five nights at London's Royal Albert Hall next June, after a decade away. Before dates in Paris and Cologne, his son Nicholas, fifteen, will step in on the drums. Hey, that's Sweet. Good, eh? Bring your bring your kid to work day. Former Genesis star Phil said, I don't think I'll ever be able to play the way I used to. It's a bit of a mystery. I'm 65 and I've been playing since I was five. 60 years of drumming, messed up my back and hips. Now, I find Phil Collins fascinating because, um, well, there was an interview with him. He's got back together with his second wife, Mm -hmm. um, but she's still married to someone. Yeah, and her ex-husband is causing him problems, isn't it? Yeah. But he lives in Miami because he wanted to be near some of his kids. But he hates Miami. He says it's too hot. And he, he I was reading an interview with him in one of the, the Sunday colour supplements. And um, and he talks about how he nearly died of boozing and stuff. Um, and I, I, he's a weird one, Phil Collins, isn't he? Well... Having seen him in concert, oh, have you? At Nebworth. Oh, yeah, of course. I thought he came over really likable oh, and bit... um, charismatic, and he's a showman. <laughs> and then during the sort of nineties, he was um, public enemy number one, wasn't he, for dumping he's... his wife by text? Like, well, except he didn't. It was facts. I mean, he didn't. He says he didn't. He yeah, but that was the that yeah. was why everyone thought it was a bit of a joke. But he's very popular with um, black artists in America. Because, which is, which seems really weird, but a lot of the like rap artists and, and black musicians cite him as an inspiration. Because when MTV started, he was on MTV all the flipping time. You know, he was there at that time, so that is what they grew up watching. You know, it was Phil Collins. And He's they, done some tunes as well. Well, 
Susudio. Susudio. Invisible touch. That's a tune. She seems to have an invisible touch. Yeah. And um, yeah, those two are good. Um, okay. Break. <laughs> Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Right, well, listen, we are coming to the end of uh, this show, but there's another 20 minutes I hear you scream and cry, and you're absolutely right. Um, We sometimes pre-record... Uh, interviews um, quite often with um, people in America because they're all funny time zones. Normally, we can make it work that we can um, if we can speak to them at the top of the show or something, uh, but we can't always pull that off. Um, and we've got an interview coming up with uh, John Lydon, uh, which is absolutely charming and delightful. But the, tonight we're going to play you an interview with Melanie. Melanie, of course, sang, "I've got a brand new pair of roller skates. I give you the key." Um, but she did other song. If you want to go and have a, a, a listen to some of her stuff, uh, then uh, go and listen to her version of Caroline in My Mind by James Taylor. It's just wonderful. Uh, it was a slightly tricky interview because, you know, she wasn't particularly forthcoming with the answers, but some people are like that, you know, and it was... Um, uh, I found her uh, charming and delightful. So sit back and enjoy me speaking to Melanie. Hello, Melanie. Hello. Hey, you can hear me. That's fantastic. How are you doing? You're Beautiful. all right. Just like you're right next door. It's wonderful. Thank you so much. It's such a thrill to talk to you, Melanie. What are Thank you, you. What, what are you up to at the moment? What, what, what does your typical day involve? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I'm in Los Angeles reconnecting with people I haven't been involved with for 30 years or so. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, L.A. has been... Very, it's been suiting me right now, and um, I'm writing. Of course, I always write. I write all the time. I write prose and I write songs, and uh, someday How, you'll hear all of it. Well, this is what I'm. This is what I'm hoping. I'm glad you're saying you're writing songs. How far away is the guitar from you? Do you do you play the guitar every day? Right or? now, it's about. Ten feet. <laughs> Fantastic. And, you know, is it, does it constantly travel with you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't be without one. Definitely. Your career I find absolutely fascinating because you're, you're one of the few stars, um, you're, you know, like Elvis, or so, where we, we know you by just the name Melanie is just enough to conjure up this image, you know, of this, this wonderful well, kind of... Well, there have been several since, but I really appreciate you knowing me by my one name, <laughs> Melanie. Well, <laughs> it's, 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 you know, it's, it's a rarity. There aren't that many stars where it, that, that one name just conjures up everything. How did you, how did you get into music, Melanie? What, what, when, was it, when did you kind... What was, the, what was the first song you heard that kind of affected you? Uh, Oh, gosh. Um, My mom was a jazz singer, and there was music in my environment since I can remember. And I think uh, Dance Ballerina Dance was uh, Nat King Cole sang it. I have a a strong memory of that song, and I think it's one of the first that... um, Oh, no, My Funny Valentine is one of the first songs my grandmother said I sang and um, and then my mom because I was 
just sang everything and and in pitch and everything. My mom thought I was the next Shirley Temple. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, really. It was, that was a long shot. <laughs> um, so she took me for tap dancing lessons, which in in my recollection is kind of funny because <laughs> I'm such not a dancer. <laughs> um, I have... Uh, I, I love moving, you know, but I'm, I have my own little way of <laughs> moving and learning uh, tap dancing was kind of funny. I remember brush, brush, step, and I loved the noise the shoes made. But other than that, I was a complete failure. At oh, when you, when you see, you know, a proper tap, uh, you know, doing it at speed, it's an amazing skill. But yeah, it, 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 it's, it takes a lot of work. When did you oh. first, when did you first pick up the guitar, Melanie? Well, I again, it was that uh, the ukulele was in my house, right? And my uncle had a guitar, but that was too big, so I learned first on a ukulele. It was a baritone ukulele. It wasn't one of those silly little ukuleles. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it was, you know, a baritone, which was kind of uh, the size of um, a child's guitar. Yeah. You know. And it, uh, I started that, and and it felt comfortable. You you, you, you kind of connected with it early on, did you? Early, early on. Early, early on. How old would you have been? Do you think? Um, four was when I I have a recollection of being put on a talent show with my mother. It was siblings, and you know, it, oh. it's a duo. duo you yeah. Know, be in the family, and I we won second runner up. Who who beat and, you? <laughs> Uh, a, a, a black man and a, his son. Okay. And um, I was with my mom, and I won a tiny Cheers doll. <laughs> and that was fantastic. To me, like, this probably was the early incentive for being in the music business. You know, it's like you can get things like this. <laughs> you can get as many tiny Tears dolls as <laughs> you want. Um, mm-hmm. your, your voice is unique, uh, and it's one of those, again, it's one of those voices, as soon as you hear it, you know, you, you know exactly who it is that, that, that's, that, that, that's singing. How did you develop your style? Well, uh, yeah, it's interesting, because I, I, my role models were, um, Billie Holiday and Peggy Lee and yeah. my mom, and... Uh, and then later, Joan Baez. Mm. And I went out to imitate all of them and got it wrong. (laughs) It just, I always had a very gravelly sort of voice. And so um, even even as a child, it was a little less than pretty. But, you know, to me, singing has nothing to do with making a pretty sound because you can learn how to do that. Yeah. To me, it's a it's, it's a way to express something that's deeply personal and in inside yourself. And my voice suited it just right. Do you not think that your voice is pretty? Then I wouldn't call it pretty. No, really, that su- that surprises me because there is something. Um, I'm trying to find the right words. I, I would say it's, it's beautiful. It's unique. Aww. There's something childlike about it as well. Yeah, yeah. Again, I think it's all so expressive. You know, yeah. it, it 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 interprets things from your inner deepest self. So uh, there's, a, there's unfortunately too much child in me. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I I, I re- my favorite album of yours is um, uh, Live at Carnegie Hall, and it's oh. it's just 
um, so joyful to hear, you know, your your voice it playing that huge place and people singing along with you and. Um, oh yeah, it, it, that must have been a lot of fun. Do you do you still get uh, fun doing concerts? Oh, that's my main motivation. Yeah, I certainly don't like the stuff in between. It's it's just getting out there and and. You know, if I could be popped right onto the theater stage and popped right back and popped right up. But it's all that stuff in between that's, you know. I, I heard uh, someone else, I can't remember who, but an, uh, the, the, another singer saying they get po- they get paid for the travelling uh, and they do the concerts for free. But it's the bits on the ah, aeroplanes and in the perfect. hotels. That's a perfect description. Absolutely. What do you remember about that Carnegie Hall concert? Because it's such a lovely album. Um... Well, you know, because it's recorded, it's probably difficult to extract my memory from what I hear. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I know it was really magical, and um, we recorded it, thank God, so we have it. But, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a many, I was doing so many concerts that I could probably mix it up with... Uh, you know, live at Morecambe or something. I, don't <laughs> I bet you can't uh, mix up. I mean, the, uh, one of the other the, the, the famous concerts, of course, was was um, the Isle of Wight Festival in not, what, 1970. Was that? Uh, your guess is better than mine. Something is um, 70 or 71. Yeah. It was. Uh, yeah, I know it was with Jimi Hendrix, and I know it was his last uh, festival. And we we actually went back on. Um, to New York on the same plane. Wow. What was he like? Well, on the plane, you know, he was... I don't really know. I didn't go home with him. But um, <laughs> I did travel that whole way, and we did talk. And and we were both in um, in the first-class cabin. Yeah. And at that point, there was, there was a lot of um, uh, them against us, kind of. You know, we were the hippies. Oh, and, there were these a few businessmen who had had a little too much to drink, and they were a little too vocal. And I actually was defending Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> wow! He was he was sort of like, oh, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. What were they upset about? That that what? Because he was black, or because he was an extra? You, was, you were extravagant well, rock stars. We were, we were both, you know, pretty odd, <laughs> um, you know, people in first class. You yeah. Know, the, it was all suits and business, and um, there we were, you know. It is uh, uh, the, the Isle of Wight Festival. That, that, that I've seen the film of it, and it's it's a stunning film. And I mean, I, God knows how many people there—one hundred and fifty, two hundred thousand—I don't know—something ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and your voice, you know, your voice that, you, that I, I think is beautiful, and you, you, you say isn't pretty, but like your voice well, feeling beautiful that beautiful is different than pretty, yes. I guess. <laughs> you're, you're right. I'll take, I'll take beautiful. Okay, things. but, 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 it, you know, it's um, playing that huge festival. That must have been, um, that must have been. I don't know. Was it terrifying? Well, you know, I, I wasn't as terrified anymore because I had already done Woodstock. I suppose so. Yeah. And yeah. So, um, so I was, a, <laughs> I wouldn't say seasoned, but um, I had that, and, and I knew I didn't get stoned to death or anything, so, <laughs> I mean, that was when I first, I mean, I couldn't imagine getting up in front of all those people and, uh, you know, doing just by myself with a guitar, and, and I didn't have any songs that were well-known, um, 
and uh, but but it was the whole people were so receptive you yeah. know that and even though it was I followed the who which um wow was that yeah that was the one where yeah, the, the, the Isle of Wight yeah Keith gosh Moon, uh, yeah um he uh, Keith Moon introduced me to uh, the audience because they had played hours into yeah. the night and then by the time they broke the set stage down um nobody nobody wanted to follow the who i mean jim morrison actually physically ran <laughs> <laughs> they were trying to get him to get you know to follow the who and i don't know i i just said sure <laughs> uh not knowing what i was doing probably and they you know i was on but keith moon did introduce me it was dawn yeah when i when i finally got up and most everyone was sleeping you know so little by little i saw heads pop up and <laughs> sunrise and it was so perfect you know and, and again i resonated with the people there i mm. welcomed them to the next day um uh, th- 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 my favourite song, and I'm, uh, it's an obvious choice, but it really is. It's the first song I heard of yours, or the first song I was aware was you. Um, the-, the James Taylor song, um, Carolina in My Mind. Oh, I- yeah. I love that. How did you come across that? Well, you know, it's funny. Um, he wasn't well known. No. Um, I was, uh, you know, I-, I think I was doing a- one of those radio shows where you pick your favourite songs and... I, I played him on the radio, and uh, and I loved that particular song. And uh, there, I only, I haven't done that many versions of other people's songs. Um, I did, of course, Ruby Tuesday. Yeah. Some people even think I wrote that song. Wow. They, they identify well in other countries. They don't know, you know. So, uh, so uh, they. Um, I I just really loved that particular song, you know, the the imagery, and I thought he was a brilliant writer and had promise. <laughs> just a little bit, just a little bit no. of promise. He wasn't bad, that James Taylor. No, no. He could do a few there good songs. There were other people who had promise, and you never heard of them yeah. again. Um, and you, you're still writing songs. Are, are, you re- are you recording more songs, Melanie? Are we, we going to hear something soon? Yes, I record all the time. Um, I don't have a big giant machine behind me. No, you know, I, I when I announce to the world, it tends to go to smaller places than the world. But um, I'm, you know, that's why I'm in LA. I need to change that. So I'm shouting my heart out, and uh, people have to hear that. I've got to get back to England. Well, I was going to say, when when are you coming back? Because it's been a while. When am I coming back? Good question. I'm planning on coming back this year. Oh, fantastic. Oh, brilliant. Oh, and when, I don't know. But we're going to do it. (laughs) Oh, well, Melanie, if you come over, then I'm going to make sure that my producer, Catherine, and myself, we come along, we say hello, and we come and see some of your shows, because I I would absolutely love to see you in concert. Definitely. Melanie, it's so nice to talk to you, and it's so nice to hear your voice, and to know that you're, you're still enjoying it, and you're you're still writing songs and long may that continue thank you thank you so much for your time take care okay bye bye talk radio dial up some dialogue talk radio we'll get you talking